Okay, I think it's working. This this app is awesome for what it does for working, but I can't. It doesn't really have anything that tells me when it's working. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, you're good. <laughs> Every single time, that's the way my fucking podcast starts out. It shouldn't be called <laughs> uh, completely straight to the point, completely off topic. It should be called. Can you hear me? <laughs> right on. But I get it figured out now. Now your voice sounds different on my end, but I believe the recording that I get that it evens out. So far, okay. it's been fair. Okay. Uh Da Vinci, what's up, brother? Oh man, then uh, did you know? Did a little tattoo to warm up this morning, so starting the to day warm up. PM here. Yeah. To warm up for this call, or are you doing more tattoos today? I don't know. For the day, I try to do at least one a day if I'm lucky. Right on. It's ambitious. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what? No, I'm kidding. That, that's, that's not too much to ask for. Where, where are you at? I'm in Houston, Texas. Houston? Yeah. Big. How long you been in Texas? Uh, Born and raised. So, shit, damn near 40 years. I, I, it's in my head now because you said born and raised. I don't know why, <laughs> but I'm guessing you spent most of your days on the playground. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it was a rhyme. You know, it's in my head now, it's, man. It's, it's I've been thinking too much about the the uh, who's the kid from Philly, West Philadelphia, born and raised. Yeah, he, yeah. Well, he's, he's got a drama out now about about. Uh, that about that comedy, right? Oh no, nah, I didn't see that. Yeah, it's like some kid gets beat up in West Philly, so his mom gets scared and sends him out to California. And now he's got to he's got to try and fit in. <laughs> oh, they got a show. They got a documentary about that. Not a document. It's like a it's like a drama now. He's he's in the make. You know, he did he did the Cobra Kai. You know, he produced that, right? Oh no, nah, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, I'm I'm terrible for reading those things, but I don't know why it always interests me. It does, you know. I like to see the career paths that cross, and it, there, there's no no easier place to view it than you know uh, on uh, in in that kind of in, in TV shows and yeah, because they always got everybody's name right there. So yeah, Will Smith brought us Cobra Kai. That's cool. Well, when we think about it, it makes sense, right? Because he's got two terrible actors for sons, doesn't he? Or maybe he's just got one of them. <laughs> he's definitely got one. Definitely. <laughs> or maybe he's really good. I don't know. He is tattooed on Sal Volcano's butt, as I understand, as I've well, seen. I'll just say so, he made one, at least one shitty movie that I saw. And, uh, did you see that, that kid, though, went on to make uh, with Jackie Chan the Karate Kid, the new remake of The Karate Kid, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. I heard that was good, though. I didn't see that, but I heard yeah. that was good. It, yeah. it wasn't bad. I mean, I don't know. I can hate everything. I, I'd yeah. complain about a blowjob, you know? Well, so, I mean, hey, compared to remakes, though, because they got some shitty remakes. <laughs> yeah, they do. So <laughs> his son makes that. So I don't know if he didn't produce it as well, you know? But somehow uh-huh. there is some kind of... Yeah, I mean, now yeah. he's in the genre, in the folklore. He's in the canon of yeah. the Karate Kid movies. And so now he gets with the Karate Kid and he makes Cobra Kai. Right, right. That makes sense. A little synchronicity there. You and now somehow, 
Yeah. He's also going back and making Fresh Prince of Bel-Air into a drama. See, I thought so. you were joking there first. I thought you were like... No, and, and for some reason, because you said, you know, I'm born and raised, I couldn't... I, it's it's like listening to like, ba-da-ba-ba-ba, and like yeah. you automatically think, you know? So you said born and raised, and I've been thinking about this. I'm like, it's crazy that there's... And I'm thinking, do I want to watch it? I don't think I want to watch it, but do I want to watch it? <laughs> I didn't watch I the so. the original one, you know? I didn't care for um the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air too much. Yeah. And so, do I want to watch this too? But then I'm always starving for things to watch because, you know, it, it might be good. So it'll pro- it's going to be about their, I guess, real lives behind the scenes, the drama with like the the two Aunt Vivs. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I wonder like to do it the story properly. His uncle should get a divorce right mid-range, and there is two yeah, ambits. Yeah. And he marries a girl with the same name. It just happened that way, man. <laughs> or maybe he had a tattoo that was of Aunt, or Viv, you know, and he's like, I, I had to find someone with the same name. Well, I heard the, like, there was, yeah, there was a little behind-the-scenes, um, you know, drama. Yeah, like, yeah she didn't get rid of her, so. He didn't get along with the girl, as, we, as I understood it. Yeah, yeah, that happens a lot. It happens a lot, which is fun to watch because we get to we get that little window into their world, and yeah. I don't know. So it we've does make me wonder how they're going to parallel. What's that? Yeah, we've been getting a big window with uh with uh with them during the the quarantine. Uh, they provided a lot of entertainment. You know, him and his wife. I heard some stuff. I try yeah. to stay completely sheltered. But, but the turn world it into brings money. stuff I, I, I heard he's coming out with a book, so I hey, turn it into money, you know. Right. Yep. Yep. Because they had like an open relationship, right? Yeah. And she was screwing like a seventeen-year-old or something. I don't know how it he was, but uh, you know. <laughs> man, <laughs> right. She was kissing and telling, man. God damn. Oh <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Oh man, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, uh, it must be a terrible life to have that much fame, you know, that everybody give a fuck about your last, you know, like if you, I mean, if you like rushed into the bathroom after Will Smith got done, like if you could film him going in the bathroom, right. And then you film him coming out, you know, and he didn't wash his hands. Like, you'd be like, that's something. Oh, I mean, dude. You can sell it to TMZ probably, you know, if you can get a picture it. of his turd sitting in the toilet, like he didn't flush. Oh, this man, is Will so Smith's turn. I'm selling that on eBay, man. Sell it on eBay. <laughs> You'd be like, my face hey, next to it with two thumbs up. Yeah. Like, at the peak of your, um, after the Ink Master thing, like, what was the peak of the recognition I feel like, for you? I feel like the peak is now, bro. Like, like I couldn't I go to the mall for a while. But now, I it, like, I don't know. It's it, People, like, they say hi and you don't, like, I don't know. Dude, I think, like, the guy, I'm pretty sure the guy at Home Depot knows that I was on, well, he must, actually, now I think, but last time I was in there, they all, the cashier recognized. So, it's, Netflix is powerful, and it's been back out on Netflix now, and that thing is as good as Spike TV ever was, man. I feel like I got a broader base now, you know, like, there's. Congratulations on the resurgence. I like it. Because I didn't do yeah. nothing with the first one. I didn't make no damn podcast. 
Yeah, <laughs> definitely. That's cool, man. So I was too I, angry yeah, then, sure though, that's too. That's a little weird, right? Being uh, uh, is that uncomfortable at all, or? Yeah, um, no. I mean, like, yeah, you, no. You scared of anybody taking a picture of your turd? First off, you know what it's like to get stared at. You're a tattoo <laughs> artist too. You know what I mean? Yeah, on top, yeah. on top of anything else, you're a tattoo artist, so you already know what it's like to get stared at. And you're already, as a tattoo artist, you kind of already have to just go into that. You know what I mean? You just have to accept it with open arms. That the right, world's going to look at you, and you're going to have some conversations, and they're going to make you money, right? Yeah, so yeah. it's just it's, a bigger version really, of that, um, it feels. Yeah, I haven't had had much of like a weird uh, or out the ordinary night. You know, like I'm sure you get people like interrupt you during dinner before and so on and so forth. Not uh, as bad as others. Like that happens, but I'm really, you know, I'm, I'm, I like it. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I do have friends that like, they get kind of, well, I don't know, you know, like, I, I got to talk Al down sometimes, you know. Al gets a little buzz on him. Oh, oh yo, Al, Al looks Al like starts, somebody else during their dinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Al will get, he'll get kind of high and mighty, you know. He'll yeah, like, that's man. my dog, man. Al, Al, oh, I love him, man. Him and be like, yo, you haven't seen Eat Master? Yes, exactly. He's <laughs> like, I'm all that shit. Hey, yo, <laughs> great hey, salesman, he, man. Great personality. Yeah, God bless him. Yeah, I should probably we should probably talk about Al. Actually, actually, at any point, I should probably say that hey, this is Da Vinci. He's a tattoo artist. Hey, what's up, Da Vinci? <laughs> I tattoo think we, artist. One I don't think we said that shit. From Houston, I I, I think you know, one arm bandit. Know. I don't know. I'll let I'm putting the challenge out there. I think I'm the greatest one arm tattoo artist on the planet. I'm putting the challenge out there. That's yeah, I I can't. Well, let's see. The only there's there's only a few that I know, but I know there I know. are several actually. But so, uh, shout out to Southpaw. Southpaw's also from Houston. Uh, I'm when I met him. <laughs> I don't know if you met him, mm -hmm. but uh, when we made eye contact, he just shook his head and he said, "Fuck, another one." <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and that was our introduction. But he was um, like, "I had a gimmick for a minute." Yeah, and. I met Nemo, which is a one-arm tattoo artist from Denver, mm -hmm. and uh, we all met for the first time at the Houston show, um, the last Houston show, or in 19, excuse me. And, uh, yeah, that's that's why he made that comment, so I thought that Dude, was pretty funny. If you guys made, a like, a click, a, a crew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're taking over and we're multiplying. <laughs> That'd yeah, be funny. And, um, you, know, you know Penguin Boy? No, I don't. Okay, I've heard of him. He ain't got he ain't got one arm, but he he's got a handicap. He's got to work through still too, and he tattoos. I think right he was on. doing more more uh, sideshow stuff too, possibly though. Shoot, man, I need to jump on there too. Give me a hug, uh, you know. Extra <laughs> <laughs> right out. You got to figure out a story or something. Now, I don't know. Can you can you swallow broken glass, man? We've seen a bunch oh, of people with one arm before. You're gonna have to. <laughs> You can have to break yeah, up, you know, man. walk on coals. Yeah, that's true. Do bicep curls with it. Because with, yeah, with, you still have a hand. You stretch with, you have a uh, a hand of, of a flange of some sort. So I got, um, I was born with kind of like, I guess, 
like with the old school freak shows uh, called like the Lobster Boy thing. So like, okay, you know, right that's what on, Penguin Boys got. Yeah, and I just have you know that kind of almost like a claw on you know two fingers on uh on the right side, and it's it's just enough for me to yeah. To put a little pressure to stretch, and you know, and then the you pay attention to your line work like some of us, anyways. So you're already getting that fucking close to it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so you got crispy lines. I know that I because it, yeah. because you're right up. Well, yeah, I've seen them before, also. But also because you you're looking too close to not be able to see anything, you fuck up. You're like, oh no, that's yeah. not definitely, definitely. I, I'm zoomed in. I'm not. I'm not one of those artists that can tattoo from far away either. I gotta break my back on it, you know. Yeah, yeah. I I see the way you tattoo at conventions. <laughs> you're like curled over like the, the the hunchback of Notre Dame, and you're about like four inches from from the <laughs> surface. It's stupid. I should stop. Really, when I think about how I, <laughs> I'll be tattooing on my knees, and I'll I'll you know standing up. I'll hurt myself really bad for that tattoo just because we don't. Because I don't want to travel with a good bed. Actually, I travel with a bed, and I still, you know what it is. I don't want to travel with an artist chair. They need to make a good traveling artist chair. Man, I was, you know, that's something we, you know, yeah, put it out. You thinking about it too? Man, it needs to exist. I was thinking about like all the things that could be portable that aren't yet, like, um, you know, that we can do for a convention thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, I've been thinking about that like since the holidays. So I had some in mind for like uh like armrests are pretty are pretty compatible, but I had noticed that I was like, Man, you can't bring your damn chair in the backpack and you can't uh-huh. bring you can't bust down your uh what do you, what is this joker called? Um uh the stainless steel tray uh stand. Mayo tray. Yeah, so the base either needs to contract or, you know, needs to be smaller, maybe. But Yeah, they don't yeah. make them for traveling at all. Yeah, but I, I definitely think you can uh, fold up a chair real easily and put it on your back. Um, if, if they, a lot of them just need to be adjustable in a way that you could even carry extra parts for us, you know? Like if it, if it had, right. if the seat was on a tube or something, I don't need it to be hydraulic, you know? Right. I could take the time and be like, well, I'm probably going to be at this height most of the time. And if I'm not, you know what? I'll take a break, go have a cigarette, smoke a joint, whatever, and I'll I'll, I'll adjust it for the height that I need it, and, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of, but I don't know. That's it's, pretty it's, stupid it's talk, actually, for, for a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, unless there's tattoo artists listening, they're going to be like, yeah, we don't give a fuck about the, <laughs> we'll your, work on that though in the part time I mean, the actually they do because they're getting tattoos and they need us to be comfortable <laughs> right. so so we can do the best work and Good. you gotta feel it then too though because because oh, you've got that you've got something you got work through that's so like what do you travel with um uh, I don't travel with much. I just bring a little, you know, armrest, and uh, I use the same seats, and uh, you know, uh, get a table at the convention, rent one out if I have to. Or, um, but, but yeah, still, then you're you're leaning the fuck over at whatever yeah, height. So the way I tattoo, you know, it. I just always have a, a lower back pain from you know hunching over and everything. So. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think about clients? <laughs> I feel like clients get real stiff body. Like you need them to kind of move 
move when you tattoo and then hold still. Move and hold still. And uh yeah. That's there a could be to work around. So you you know, you gotta work around them instead of them turning sometimes. But Yeah. Like yeah, like you mean they don't they don't like to be pliable, like they like I wanna be comfortable to goddamn it. You do what you gotta much. do. Yeah, that shit that shit is crazy. It is funny. And, like, you know, like the guy tattooed earlier, uh he was getting a tattoo on the elbow and, and uh, you know. You ever you ever I feel sometimes people have never considered how they are gonna get the tattoo. Right. Like, you know, they go to get something um, where you would obviously have to lay down, but they, they're like, damn, I have to lay down for this. And Right. Yeah, Back so. of the calf is always surprising to them. You know yeah. what I mean? I was, I was like, yeah, like, we got tattooed back your calf. We're going to have to figure out a way to get there. Yeah, oh, so yeah I didn't think about that. Are for, so we can, like, tell people, like, the best way to, to do stuff and really what to expect. Um, to make them better clients doesn't hurt, does it? Yeah, well, you need, you can do, just do whole YouTube videos on that. All right, today we're doing a tutorial on <laughs> right. positioning what? and what to expect. And How yeah, to not so piss can, off your artist. How to not hurt that, him. That, but also because, I mean, you know, sometimes they just don't know what to expect. And, yeah, right. some of those positions are crazy. You know, you get something on that elbow and you're sitting in that position for long enough that the tattoo don't even hurt compared to the shoulder now. Or, right, or right. Even the way you like, got to cramp up. Yeah, you know, you might come with a, uh, like a lady will come with a bodysuit on, but she's getting a, a tattoo, you know, on her yep. hip. And, yeah. Or, or like people think about how much the next tattoo is going to hurt because they see it, but don't know how much your neck, neck is going to hurt from being cramped over on that one side. Oh, yeah. While some crazy. artist is pushing on that shit. That shit's crazy. So you got to go to a chiropractor the next day, you know? Yeah, man. Hey, that's that's part of the reason why I take my smoke breaks. I don't even I don't even need to smoke. I just need to kind of unfold my body just, for a couple minutes. I really wish that sometimes. I mean, I'm not a smoker anymore. I quit. I used to smoke when I was 11 until I was 16, and I quit. Mm. But I uh, and then I tried to smoke again, and it didn't appeal to me because I, it was hurting my lungs. I could tell it was filling up. Mm. And then, but now I watch tattoo artists. And and if they smoke, they got their backs fine. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they get breaks on their back. Yeah. And like definitely. I'm a dumbass, I won't be addicted to the nicotine, so I'll just sit there for six hours to eight hours before I even move. Well, I don't smoke cigarettes, but uh, <laughs> okay, you know, <laughs> yeah, and I don't like take breaks like during tattoos, but like definitely if you're on a big tattoo that takes a, a few hours, yeah. And, uh, you know, sometimes that next client is, is you know, so they sitting there patiently waiting, and then you wrap up on a, a half sleeve. Oh, and they <laughs> and want you, you yeah. Smoke break. They like, God damn, this motherfucker taking a smoke break. Uh, yep, yep, that's on my time, damn it. <laughs> you know, like, let me get seven minutes. Uh, they, I think, that, well, that could be useful information for any client is to know that yeah, here's yeah. the thing. And I, I only got so much good way. tattoo. Like in a funny way, because. You know, it's just something that we have to deal with and, like, you know, um, that we can share and, and you know, so everybody kind of has a better understanding of uh, kind of the operation. And, you know, they think – I feel like people 
people like, damn, they just machines, you know. And we probably feel like that too when we go to a store, we waiting on the grocery grocery lady to hurry up and ring up the person <laughs> in front of us. We're like, God damn, hurry up. <laughs> It was. I heard somebody bitching at the at the girl at the at the at the takeout today. That was a long ass line at the right. McDonald's. They got that two line thing. Right. It's so long. But when the girl, she's like, "Oh, are you ready to take my order now?" <laughs> and you're like, "Damn, man! I mean, unless you want to pay these motherfuckers more, yeah. I, you know, like I, I don't know if we should be bitching at them." They're going to spit in your food. It's already pure crap. You fucking eat McDonald's. <laughs> I stopped eating McDonald's a, a couple years ago, yeah. But, yeah, shout, shout out to all the uh, food service people because that's where you see it most common. And, 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 you know, those are the times where you think about. Um, so you can't get mad. But it's no, just funny it gets, me. It, yeah, it gets rough on you in there. I, my hard, hardest job I ever worked was McDonald's. I would never want that job. God, it's such a, you had like eight managers at any given day, at any given time. You know what I mean? Every one of yeah. them's above you and every one of them's got their own personal fucking like problem because they work at McDonald's. You know, you're like, you made this a career. Oh yeah. You're up. You're, you're spot on, man. You're, you know, and I, not, I'm not trying to knock, like if you, if you are able to make it a career and do good with it, but I know that if, you end up making McDonald's a career. There is enough political drama and bullshit through the rise of those ranks mm. that, you know, I mean, there's shitty people there, you know, and they want to fuck with all the other managers. And then the managers get to kick the dog syndrome. They come out and they're like, Kyle, what you doing? You're like, fries. It's the one thing I even like, man. I just, I just know what to do. Just put the thing down, shake it halfway through. Good to go. Fuck fries. You're doing fucking the, you know, now you're in the lobby or you got to fucking go clean up the, the lot, which actually hey, you, I love. Love clean up you, the lot. But. You remember that show, um, uh, Dirty Jobs with Mike Rowe? Yeah. Yep. Bro, how, how did McDonald's, a McDonald's job not get not you get on there? Fucking Dirty Jobs. <laughs> That's a yeah. tough job, man. It's a it, it, tough job. Have you ever done it? I have not, but my brother um, was uh, uh, a guy. He, he was a cook at KFC, and this guy would come home with grease burns on his forearms, oh, yeah. smelling his like tattoos it. up. His shoes were all fucked up all the time. They smelled oh, like they yeah. had grease yeah, slipping like around. Chicken all the time. <laughs> smelled like chicken all the time. I know. <laughs> I did that for far too. I hated that stuff. Like, oh, like, like you. You would get zits from it, you know, because there's like oh, grease yeah. in the air. Grease, yeah, that's crazy. Hey, um, but you know that I guess that's uh that's kind of a good training uh, training ground for life, because uh, you make it through that shit, then you know, <laughs> you're you're like you're like a military soldier ready for the next you know battle. Well, you're certainly ready after you see your paycheck. You're certainly ready to get fucked over by the man. Oh. Man, <laughs> I remember yeah, I work I work all they didn't pay you but every two weeks too so you would work two fucking weeks and so then you look at I that got paycheck tattooing, bro getting like you said getting fucked by the man like I ain't I, shit I really wasn't the man fucking me fucking me it was I was fucking myself but uh yeah I had a job that was real low paying you know what I mean like entry level for a long long time and um, what were you yeah. doing. 
I was, man, I was just like doing an office job, you know, like pushing papers. And, um, you know, it was kind of getting like cut there. your no hair and wear the monkey suit office job. Nah, uh, I was working. I actually worked at the school that I used to, uh, that I graduated from. I just worked okay. in the office. And Look at you all highfalutin with your diploma. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Congrats. <laughs> with my little, thank you, thank you. And uh, I actually graduated third in my class. It was a small school, but, you know, shoot, that's still, I'll take it. There's six uh, of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if there's more than six, that's good, more, man. <laughs> definitely everybody knew each other's first and last name. Right on. But, uh, yeah, long story short, we uh, worked there work different positions in the, you know, in the office. And eventually it, 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 it never was going nowhere. I saw somebody walk by with a tattoo that was like really good. And I never, ever connected tattoos with artwork because I never saw a good tattoo. And, you know, that one person walking by like was like, damn, man, that's a piece of art. And I was like, wait a minute, I do artwork. And, you know, I got into art like drawing comic books, uh, drawing cartoons. Um, so, you know, the cartoons go off old, old Saturday morning cartoons. And, oh, yeah. Uh, Hanna-Barbera stuff? or Yeah, all that. You're, my, you're a little younger than me. You're, you're about 30-something, aren't you? 32, I'm, 30. uh, I'm born 82, so I'm be 40 this year. Okay, right on. I was scared yeah. you are going to make me do the math. I was nah, born in 82, bro. so dude, I don't even know what year it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's 2002, so... Yeah, uh, or 22. Um, oh, you're, I was so, like, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm so going to believe you, man. Gadget, uh, Looney Tunes, um, Transformers was a huge one. That was uh, big. Yeah, G.I. Joe, He-Man, uh, all that. You remember, so, um, what was the the one with the Ro Robotech? Remember when Robotech first started to make its way over here, too? Yeah, man. That was, yeah. you know, that first little taste of, uh, like, foreign animation yeah man that was crazy so is that your style is cart i mean i haven't actually seen anything yeah, that drawing, you've done but mostly realism and black and gray yeah so like my drawing base is like uh after the cartoons and you know the toys then i got into comic books like star study and jim lee i heard you talk uh talk about a lot of those guys um todd mcfarland um yep. so they uh, they were Jim the, Lee the did the Badger did. too, you, but but he worked for he did a bunch of stuff too with Marvel, right? Yeah, he did. Uh, he did like the X Men in the nineties, which like the classic X Men, you know, Wolverine in the yellow suit, uh, yeah, the blue the blue and yellow uh, Cyclops. Um, so everybody that went to Image, you know, uh, they Todd McFarlane created Spawn. He was big uh, drawing for Spider Man before that. Um, yeah. So I just studied those guys, and I I got real good at drawing comic book style. And you know, to be a comic book artist, that's what I wanted to do when I grew up. Either that or Disney animation, like all the Disney movies were were uh, you know the classic stuff was dope. But I got real good at that, and I realized that shit was too much work, and <laughs> to keep up on a time limit, you got to draw 22 pages in now. um 30 days. Okay. So when I got into tattooing, I had to adjust my drawing to be able to, or a lot of my composition too, to be able to draw 
and fit the body. And then I had to learn that, like, I draw way too small and detailed, so I had to kind of open it up some. Open it up some. But if you look at what I freestyle now, it's it's a mix between realism. It's almost like a neo-traditional, but less warped. So, you know, not big, bulging eyeballs, but definitely stylized, cartoony, but with a realistic uh, twist because... You know, like I have shitty. like a proper knowledge behind the anatomy and all that. Right. And it's hard to lose that sometimes. Mm-hmm. You don't want yeah, to. It, it does. It, it restricts you sometimes. But, yeah, that's that's. What when was the last about. time you did an old school tattoo? <clears throat> Traditional Ooh. tattoo. Man, bro, I'm not going to lie. I do not fucking <laughs> traditional, <laughs> okay. bro. Forgive I, uh, me. Oh, you're fine. Forgive it won't hurt me, me any. I'd. I'd I do, but I really, like, if it's a client and that's what they want so badly, and I'm like, dude, you know, there's people that are, I love this. A lot of times if it's a tattoo that I don't do, it's, like, not my thing, I still, oftentimes I want to do it just because the person, you know, I like people. Yeah, but yeah. they'll pull out the, a traditional tattoo, and I'll be like, oh, man, I don't know, yeah. man. Somebody's well, going to love this, and I, I have a hard time you know, separating, like, my knowledge of anatomy and stuff from, so, like, I put a bottom eyelid in there, and, you know, I want to make that, I have that highlight, and, you know, I don't want to just have a dot and a top eyelash. It's hard for Right, Well, that's, I think that, too, because in my mind, I can mimic any style, so I'm like, oh, okay, you want a, a traditional style, this or that, and in my mind, I can come up with that, and to me, it's it's awesome. But like to a real traditional artist, they probably would shake their head like, "Man, this is trash." Right. <laughs> you know, so like you're missing a bunch of like you're not supposed to do like that. Like there's rules that you broke. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, uh, uh I don't know how you feel about those rules. Like, or I don't like know, rules. I don't really, you know, care for rules much either, but um I don't know, maybe if it was it was a style that I was a master at or or um you know, uh specialized in, I might have a different opinion, but I don't think I don't I don't know. I, there aren't really rules. The only thing that the rules is, is is there for is to separate the styles. So when you describe it, I guess, right? For the sake yeah. of description. I'll I'll buy that. I mean, I don't know if it's the only thing, but certainly that is a big reason is there's just so that somebody can fit you into a box. Yeah. Like, here's these rules. Now I know who the fuck you are. If you follow them, you're this guy. If you follow these rules, you're that guy. Yeah. I don't know. I think you you know what a traditional I, – I assume you drew something with a traditional style, but you just gave a tad bit too too much detail in a in a picture, right? I usually do. You know, yeah. it's, it's hard for me to separate it, unless I just like, like if, if someone asked me to create a traditional tattoo, uh-huh. then I'm good. Like, I'd be better off just to look at somebody's traditional tattoo and then draw it on a piece of paper while I'm looking at it. Make the exact same thing. You know what I mean? Oh, I see. I see. But so, honestly, um, with traditional, that's the thing to do anyways. It's It's all a reproduction of something, even though. So some that that a lot of traditional artists that I have found kind of get high and mighty about this idea of their level of creation because they don't use certain tools, you know, mm-hmm. to make it. 
You're like, oh, I yeah, use yeah, pen yeah. and pencil. And you're like, dude, it exists inside of your mind. You've done that rose a million times. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I feel that. Yeah. Just because you didn't Google it doesn't mean that you didn't train over somebody else's rose that looked just like that. Right, right. I feel that. I you feel traced that. it enough times over a light table so that now it's you, in your head and you can so, do it. So I'm what? The type, I'm the type I can draw like the comic book stuff, the cartoon stuff. I can, and I'm also like good at realism. Like I can probably draw your face while we're, you know, face to face talking or having drinks or whatever, and it'll be a realistic. Uh, what What is your art style? Like you freestyle with markers and pens on on uh, on the mostly, body too, right? You see me. That's that's what I do. Uh, but I don't I don't like to have a style so much as I. You know, because that's so that means you can draw anything, right? They'll they'll put me in a box. I don't know. I I, I don't want to say I can't. <laughs> I want to try. Your yeah, your version, like you know what I mean. You're like, if I seen it, I can draw it. From, yeah, you know, I mean, once you know how to draw a circle, you know how to draw a circle. Yeah, and exactly. once you see circles everywhere, now you know how to draw everything. Let me ask you this, because I do this a lot. I do a lot of freestyling. Do you ever somebody's like, yeah, I want something, you know, this size, and you go to start drawing it on? And you know, halfway, three quarters of the way, way through, you're like, "Oh, this is way bigger." <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. They in your head at first, you start out for me at least. You start out thinking because you're also trying to be mindful of their price, right? right? Right. And then you're trying to be mindful, of course, of the body. So right. first, you start being mindful of the body, but you start going big because you're like, "I'm gonna be mindful of the body. I'll just put the price in as I go." And then yeah. you you put in this kind of abstract shape to whatever. It starts coming together as something, <laughs> and you see the size and everything's looking perfect to you. And then it's you start thinking about amazing. the price, <laughs> but you look at it and you're like, "But it's so simple." So it's actually it won't it won't take that long, and you forget completely that you're going to go through and detail all that crap, whatever you just put on, you know. And you're like, oh, I forgot about all the details. And then when you're doing the details, you're having too much fun, so yeah. it's hard to stop then, anyways. And then yeah, I, I, you end I up giving the thing away sometimes. Yeah, I never. I it more often than and than not, it's way bigger than it was supposed to be. And I 100%. never erase it. I'm like, yo, this looks this looks <laughs> awesome. Right. We it's just really need to go talk to your wife and and yeah. see how much money you really have. Is what and we need I to don't do. Even charge them extra. I'm like, yo, it's way bigger. I'm just at that point. Sometimes it's it's like it's love. The size where it's like, I hope they're gonna like not say no to this and not tell me to redraw it. Because I'd rather not redraw it and just right. That's gonna take another thing. half hour anyway. Yeah. When okay. it comes down to all about time, and the, the I, shows and, help a lot, don't they? Like yeah, they help they you do. manage your time better. Because yeah, you I was uh, terrible at time management um, before. Okay. Um, because uh, yeah, I used I used to uh, have a shop before that, and um, before, and then I jumped on the convention full time, so I shut down the shop. But going on the convention uh, tour, like made it obvious to me that me working alone in my shop, I was kind of like a private studio appointment only, made mm, me realize yeah. that I had slowed way down, even, <laughs> you know, just just ripping uh, paper towels up, uh, you know. Right. Them, like that part took forever. So the convention circuit helped me speed back up. And, you know, of course, you're around a ton of great artists, so there's always somebody to kind of, you know, 
draw energy off of, bounce energy off of, and, you know, get inspiration from. And, yes. You know, yep. Yeah, I, I love doing that. I almost don't even like drawing unless I don't. I don't. When I come home, I'm all drawn up almost, you know? Yeah, it's been <laughs> a long I got canvas. Time. I don't paint on them, though. I should it's been a long time. It, you know, art art is like a, a, a superpower, but, you know, like a lot of superheroes, like their powers drain and they got to recharge. Okay. So I feel like that. Like It's not like a light switch. You can just turn on and off anytime you want. I mean, I think you can turn, like you can, you know, you can put out a blast of power whenever you want, but like once you drain it down, like Superman, you got to go soak in the sun, you know? Right. Yeah, you gotta you gotta re you know I get that it. <laughs> because that's uh, creatively because I can draw. I, I it's rare that I've got like to the points where I couldn't really draw something. I had to print it out. Um, maybe once or twice to where I was just su- such in a funk. But but every now and then you'll get uh, like a creative. Uh, you'll be in a creative funk. And it would be hard to just come up with fresh, cool ideas on the first fly. Usually, when you're on point, you get it on the first try every time. But, yeah, every now and then, right? But do you feel that the customer, that's where tattooing might actually help quite a bit because you don't have the inspiration, but the customer comes in and is like, I got money. And you're like, oh, that's, that sure does inspire me. How do you <laughs> now, that, now what's man? your idea? I mean, Not that, the, mm-hmm. the, money, the money just tells me how big and how long they want to they wanna go for because I can kind of gauge the amount of work, you know, generally. That way I can give them a, a, a range on the sitting time. But um, usually I just need a couple keywords, you know. Just give me three keywords. If you're getting a whole thigh piece and I'm like, well, what do you want? And you say, hey, you know, unless you say, hey, just give me a Da Vinci piece, then that means, okay, I'm going to do something awesome that fits. If it's, say, a female that wants a thigh piece, okay, based off my other thigh piece um, examples that are on my portfolio, I kind of know what, you know, what direction uh, direction to go in. Um, So as long as they can give me, like, a few keywords, I can take it from there. But, you know, if they can't, it's it's difficult then. (laughs) Yep. I, I I need some. Sometimes it's harder for me. Not that I don't want it, because I I love the challenge of the tattoo. I think that's the thing that keeps me really going. Because people always mm-hmm. ask me, "What kind of tattoos do you like?" And it's like hard to pin down. Because I like that I succeeded at a challenge. Yeah, you definitely. know. Yeah, every tattoo is a challenge. Um, uh, one of the thigh pieces I did like two weeks ago on a lady. She was getting her first tattoo. She wanted a large thigh piece. She liked the stuff on my th- on my uh, portfolio. She said, "I want um, I don't even know three animals. I forgot one, and then it was a wolf, and then it was a and then it was an otter." And then she said, "You know, I want these specific flowers." I said, "Okay, you get this your first tattoo, so let's not go too crazy." And then she said she wanted it in color. I was like, "Oh my god!" So. <laughs> I told her, you know, kind of think about your expectations, how all that might look together. This like was her first together. tattoo? First tattoo. Yeah, and how, how big of an area was she giving you? I mean, it, maybe at least the size of a sheet of paper. Probably a little bit bigger than that. A oh, lot okay, bigger than yeah. that. Maybe a sheet that, and a half. Yeah, that's too much. 
Yeah, so that's too much. Um, long story short, for the area, she ended up getting. She chose the order, so I freestyled the order. And, oh, just one. Uh, yeah, yeah. An order laying in a in a couple of flowers, holding a, a bushel of other flowers. Um, but to your point of, um, you know, achieving because she couldn't give up the flowers. Yeah, she didn't give up the flowers. one of them flowers. That's funny to me. I, I and maybe I'm wrong. I'm not, but but I'm betting that one of the least liked pieces in that was also one of the pieces that she had to control. And somehow she might have almost felt. I feel like this happens with customers a lot because they give up. They see your point. They're like, okay, you're right about this aspect of the tattoo. You're absolutely right. That is better. I see you there. And then they want to stick to their guns somewhere else because they feel like they, you know what I mean? Like they got to get a win, <laughs> you yeah. know? Like it's got to be my tattoo, though, somehow. And Which, that will be the thing that you're like, like because you said he had a, a, a bouquet of flowers and another bouquet of right. flowers. Like laying like, in like, flowers. <laughs> okay. Was it, did you feel like it was too much flowers? Was there ever, or, or, or was it the right amount? Well, the way I do it, it's it, it, everything flowed nicely. I think you're before, Her concept before was a little crazy. I would have just went the way the the way I, the design came out. Yeah, it was cool, but I don't know. I like you said about um, you know pulling off a tattoo that a customer is telling you, hey, let me give, I'm gonna give you this crazy idea, and I'm telling it to you with a straight face. You know, and I'm right. <laughs> to be able to pull a design out your ass that fits what I just described to you. And usually mm -hmm. I have fun doing that. Like, okay, you want to order landing? Okay, let me pull this off. And uh, so I was cool with the design. Um, you know, that's something you like. Damn, hey y'all, I did this order today. And uh, right. But, yeah, you can always – it was definitely too much. I suggested don't go with the color. She went with the color, but, you know, she, Can't, I guess, uh, yeah. they, they got that go big or go home mentality. And same going back to the hurting thing, like, you know, she's just like, no, nah, I want it to be in color, but they don't understand. That's an extra couple hours of work and uh, – And pain. A lot more pain. Right. Yeah. But, and – to to me, and I know to you too. You we've been doing this long enough to see the color changes. Yeah, the color black does doesn't do the same. It it just simply lasts longer because it's carbon based, and mm -hmm. the colors are all different chemicals that they use to get those colors, and they're, they're not going to stay in the body the same way. So, I hate thinking about that. I, I mean, when I do a color portrait, and my buddy lives in Florida. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's a yeah, biker, you know. Yeah, he bikes two hundred and eighty days out of the year. It, it, yeah, it's it not going to look up. the same. It just don't. Not in, but black and gray at the same time. That's that's going to be the same. It might fade a bit, but it fades evenly. Right, right. So, so it's so, a, it, my opinion on color. Well, the you know they got everything's new now. Like the machines, they're 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 different now. Everything's new technology. So. It's all for the better, but yeah, you also can't be in. Now, are you saying that you that you think the color will is is going to be able to last longer with newer newer pigments and stuff we're coming out with? Or well, I don't know. You know, they they got those. Uh, I guess they got new regulations in uh, in Europe coming. Yeah, 
Yeah. So they got Maybe people kind of mad about it. Yeah. But I, it's not going to make better ink. It's going to make better lives and 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 better health. Yeah. But now there's a, a a requirement on the ink that it meet different standards. Like some of that stuff lasts in your body. Some of the color lasts in your body. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm, I I shouldn't say this, okay? Because I am on a podcast. Let me preface with, I'm an idiot and I don't know chemicals, okay? But some mm-hmm. of that shit lasts <laughs> in your body because it, it because it's it's made not natural. You know what I mean? Because it's not right. natural, so your body can't break it down. That's why it's still there. The carbon right. from black is way different. Like that, you can put ashes in you, you know, and not have any problem. And that's not exactly what black is, Man. but it's not not what black is. You know what I mean? All it's, I it's all carbon. I we, I don't I can describe to somebody like how you know the particles are suspended in you know this this liquid, um, but. In reality, I don't know how it actually works. I'm just glad that it does work. uh, (laughs) I'm just repeating what someone told me that I I talked to the ink guy. I wish he convinced me. Yo, I need to get uh, get into the ink game because damn, there's some money in it. Yeah. No, but I'm saying like a, with those a, with those new regulations, like get ahead of the curve. Like, oh, I got that new e. Oh, I got that oh, new to figure new. out. <laughs> right. My idea is just to go back in time and just keep using black. Like, I just want to get just less. Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like Amy Winehouse. Crazy. I'm just going back to black. You know, yeah, I'm yeah, done with this carbon. color bullshit. I don't even know if I want to put white in anything anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Watch it that. turn yellow. Now, if people like, I would, I would feel more confident. It depends on what someone wants to do. If they're like a vampire, you know, they don't like going out of the house. They're not a beach person. Like, yeah, we'll put all kinds of color on you because right, it, it right. will stay. Yeah, it's yeah, the see, sun, you know, that's that, your biggest robber of of pigment. Right. So, if you're up there in Scandinavia or Iceland, you're okay. You know, right, right. unless that person works on a cruise line. Yeah. Oh, you know, <laughs> hey. hey, 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 try to make a segue. Do you think I there did it? You go. I, I heard. Yeah. The, the, well, let's I talk about one of the things, two things we have in common. Year. Yeah. Was yeah, yeah. We, I, I guess I kind of led, but we didn't even lead the way. We thought we were the first doing it, but they, I haven't told anybody yet, really, because uh-huh. of. Because I get a death threat. It's my first death threat I ever had. I'm still coming to oh, terms. Nice. So I ain't talked about my story. <laughs> oh, have you had any death threats before? Bro, I have not. Let me see. Oh, not from somebody I didn't know. Right on. I mean, I've yeah. got joking death threats before. Yeah. Frank you know, Trigg, you're, you're, he threatened my spouse, life and shit. Probably, but, you know, I know my, my spouse or my girlfriend, you know, probably <laughs> my family, man, my brother, you know. My mom definitely uh, threatened to kill me, <laughs> but you know, all with, they they all said they all promised they would bring me back to life though afterwards. Right, uh, they but, kill yeah, you not, with love. Uh, not not no uh, official, you know, um, death threat. Yeah, that's dope. That means yeah, you made that's it, what man. I got. That means you finally made it. <laughs> well, I guess, but I still didn't know if I want. Like, I still don't know how I feel about it. Oh, but that's man. what we got in common. One, we tattooed the villain arts tattoo. Uh, 
I almost called it a studio. We tattoo all across <laughs> the, the nation now. We're even going to the West Coast now. I don't know. If you're, you're probably going to do the West Coast one for sure, ain't you? Yeah, I'm definitely yeah, looking you're right forward there in to Texas. the West Coast. Yeah, for sure. Right I've been waiting for two, three years. I'm, I'm anxious because, I, like, even on my podcast, the places that I have been are the places where people download the most. Do you, mm. like, and so, I mean, I've got other people. I, awesome. I got somebody listening to me in Mumbai. I think I'm pronouncing that right. I hope that they're listening to this podcast because how cool it was to see that light up. And you're like, what the fuck? Where the fuck is this place? It's Mumbai. Nice. Wow. Nice. Uh, so, but, probably an artist there that, that watched you on Ink Master or a fan. But in the middle of fucking America, right, is the places that I never really traveled you know, you just uh, what, like Mount Rushmore area and just like I don't have anybody downloading me, you know. Yeah. So and I'm looking so forward to getting out and, and the West Coast. I don't have anybody really, not, or not as many. So I'm looking forward to getting out there to see if it, uh, you know, how that changes influences and spheres. Nice, nice. Yeah, I haven't been to the West Coast yet. Um, so this will be my first no. time this year. No. And uh, Ever? Ever, man, ever, never even to You're visit. in Texas, dude. Bro, the furthest I ever went was, like, Arizona. I, I had a layover <laughs> in Vegas just recently. <laughs> you know, I can understand that, though, because Texas, really, it's so fucking huge to travel out of it at all. You're yeah. tired. By the time you make it out of Texas, you're like, I need to turn around and go back and rest. Oh, man. Driving? Yeah. Texas is like its own country. You gotta if you're going west from Houston, man. You, I think it's like a it's maybe like a ten plus hour drive if you just to get, get through out Texas. Of Texas. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Easy. I can only imagine because we track our our travels. You know, what I mean, like we travel a lot and we drive everywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, so when we're going, we were like Michigan, Ohio, Kentucky. You know, we just start listing off the places that yeah. we're going through, and the border kind of gives you an idea of, you know, how far you've gone. So when you go right. through, like, a Georgia long ways, you're like, man, it's a long state. Definitely. But could you, I can only imagine going through Texas, you're like, 10 hours later, you're still in Texas? Man, I've only <laughs> done it a handful of times in my life, you know, family vacations. I, I don't know, I wouldn't even, I'll fly to come see you. I'm not going to drive, bro. Screw that. <laughs> right. But yeah, well, the nice um, thing about yeah. Texas is your speed limit's like 135, right? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it? I don't know if that's the posted speed limit. I know the posted speed limit is still over 75, yeah, but I know the actual speed limit seems to be uh, about 135. <laughs> yeah. If, and if your vehicle can go that fast, that's what the speed limit is. And I, oh, like, I would think that the cops would be pulling motherfuckers over, but the cops were passing me like I was standing still, and I was five over the speed limit. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, "What's this? Out of towner? Yeah, visiting, huh? Yeah, fucking we, tourists. We got to get places, man. It's big. It's a big place. But you was gonna say the yep. other thing we got we got in common is that we both did uh, Virgin Cruises tattooed on. Uh, at Squid Ink. So yep. we're kind of like one of the first astronauts on the moon. We're like, bro. <laughs> for tattooing? Yeah. For the tattoo world. I That's bet they tattooed on ships before, but this is the first on a cruise line, so fuck first all that up. Yeah, and I've never been on a cruise line either, so yeah, first time. Doing what was that? that too. 
I'm, I guess I'm just guessing that you grew up, uh, like I grew up kind of poor. Oh, and man, I just I usually guessed it all my friends. What's that? Oh, I was poor as shit, bro. Your family wasn't going on cruises when you was growing up. Bro, come on. I, I would learn <laughs> everything about the world from movies and, you know. So what was that experience like, even just being around people who can afford to go on one of the most expensive cruise lines? Well, I can tell you from working at that school and working in the office, like I learned real good. Like they're shitty now. My the way I talk is shitty. Like uh, all that. But I used to be really good. Um, have good, uh, you know, vocabulary and enunciation and pronunciation. Yeah. You know, very professional uh, mannerism, all that. So that kind of I, I remember that when I got on board. So I just kind of treated everybody like. They were a concerned parent or, you know, somebody that had an issue. And I dealt, <laughs> dealt with that for a long time. I'm just like, how can I help you, you know? And, uh, yeah, also, you know, having one arm, I forget that sometimes because I don't look at me all day. So when right. I, I pass by a mirror or something, I'm like, oh, yeah. And it reminds me of how it might look for a client to walk up and get a tattoo yeah. from me. And say, so I'm I'm thinking about getting this on the ship, but I'm kind of worried. What if it goes over a wave? Wait a second. I noticed yeah, something else. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. So they probably, it, it might have set them more at ease, though, once they got used to you only having one arm and being a tattoo artist. I wonder if it made the waves like, ah, fuck that, man. We're okay. Oh, man, come on. I told everybody that, that you know, every single person on the uh, that got tattooed on the cruise ship was like, hey, how do you? Is it crazy tattooing with the waves? And I find that um, it's just like when you first started tattooing and before, you know, professionally, but not, uh, you know, your, your your clients weren't professional, so they're all drunk and, you know. <laughs> okay, right. Yeah, it's just it's just like, you It's know, just like learning in the trailer park, huh? Yeah, or like, you know, somebody that uh, – they they might have their headphones on and they're bobbing their head and you're trying to do a, a, a half-sleeve oh, on them. Or, you know, or, or or what it always is, maybe they got their headphones on, but usually you control that. What it always is, is, oh, somebody just text me. Oh, that yes. must be an important fucking text. Exactly. You just, your whole body just moved a half inch while I was trying to do that eyeball. Yeah, no, man. I don't know if you know how this turns out, but I don't have an eraser. Yeah. Can't run the machine in reverse, sorry. Or, uh, or uh, clients that, you know, have a twitch, you know, they got just, you know, the nerve, you hitting the nerve, I guess, uh, you tattoo them. They're like, oh, shit, sorry, I can't help it. I tattooed a friend of mine who had uh, two, I think maybe three, like, epileptic seizures while I was tattooing them, and it seemed Damn. like the stimulus of the tattooing was actually putting them out because he had, he had brain tumors. Yeah, it that seems like he, he had, like, he, a stimulus he, overload, huh? Yeah, and we, we, I mean, he was a big kid, too. We call him Moose for a reason. And, uh, man, he just about come out my chair. And you got, you know, you got to worry about people hitting their head on your floor. You got a hard, uh, wow. I did, but we had a concrete floor, you know, ceramic floor. Yeah, he starts yeah. dancing up and down in that chair. I was, yeah. <laughs> Damn. So, yeah, you had to kind of, did you, you noticed what was happening before, you know, oh, yeah. as it was happening? Oh, yeah, it started, well, my dad was epileptic, too, so I'm pretty familiar with, you know, right. but you know how also people turn kind of clammy and stuff? Yeah, yeah, you can kind of see the signs so, before. Yeah, he did that before 
before he started bouncing or anything, he started getting clammy, and I was like, well, let's take a minute because you're kind of starting to pass out or something. And yeah. he wanted to get up, you know, and I was like, no, no. We sit you in the chair. We're going to raise your legs up, though. We started to raise his legs up, and he was like, started breakdancing. You know, and I was like, oh, shit, I've seen this before, you know. Was so he in tried, a chair or like in the, in yeah, the, the lay-down chair? Dennis chair. Dennis okay. chair. Shit. So. That's, that's, yeah, you got to be careful because you definitely don't want him to fall out. They, oh, he could have, yeah, he could have gone off of that and it had no arms, you know. We, it was an old Dennis chair, so we yeah. took the arms off. You know, right. you got to make it good for tattooing. And then it's it's narrow, and he's a big kid. Yeah. So he yeah. was uh he was getting around out. You know, so funny. Years later, he credited me for saving his life uh, to a reporter. Oh, like nice. I was, they were getting a story for M Live or something, and and uh, I didn't know it, but I forgot that I had given him some advice about someone to seek out for cancer treatment. And it was this Dr. Sebi, this witch doctor out of Honduras. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, Are you down with yeah, Dr. Sebi? You know Dr. Sebi? I heard of it. I don't, I don't you know. <laughs> I've heard of it. I'm, in the, I'm on the perimeter heard, uh, of it. I, uh, I don't know. We, I called him up myself, and it seemed like it, was a, it seemed kind of scamish um, <laughs> the way it turned into. But I got to figure probably everything turns into a bigger scam, you know, when it, it, the longer it goes. So, hey, man, but, you know, it's all about the Benjamins, man. <laughs> yes. Because they was like, they was like, oh, so your mom, because my mom has a breast cancer. I wanted to check into it. And I, I, they were like, oh, so the, the, normally the treatments would be, and they named this crazy-ass fucking price. I was just like, oh, yeah, well, fuck, I guess, you know, you wouldn't yeah. think that we could put a price on my mom's life, but yet here we are, you know, and uh, it was crazy price, right? And they were like, well, we understand, and we like to help out, though. So we have other enrollment options, too. And they just started naming them prices like I was listening to a Tahiti Village timeshare sales pitch. And they just yeah. kept going down lower and lower until it finally fit my budget. And I'm like, I don't know. Can I trust that you're doing the same work for $1,500 that you're doing for the 25000 It's hard to imagine. Yeah, man. But That's why I got some I do know. in the front, bro. I'm scared to go. You know, I, want, I heard good things. I heard good About things. what? Go like go south of the border. You know they got that good cheap dentistry down there. But okay, bro, yeah, I don't know, bro. no. That, if you're gonna man. go get dentistry, um, talk to a couple of the guys. Talk to little Ian. You know Ian, right? I heard he. I, I think. Uh, I think he said he went to like Croatia or something. Croatia. Yep. And it was <laughs> for what he paid there, for what he got done here, and the quality that he received in treatment um, yeah. is probably a quarter of, of what it would have been here. But he did have to go there like two or three times, I think, for the procedures. I think he actually said he, he just saved up some money and then lived there for a month. And it's like yeah. super cheap living. It's like the Filipinos or, or like living in the Philippines or something, you know? Oh, that don't seem shady to you, though. Like, it might, even if you hear but good don't things, go, you're like, you're going Damn, down bro. south. You're going to deal with the cartel there. You're going to deal with bro, the cartel I'm in Croatia. Bro, I want the I'm, cartel that, that ain't used, that's in the cold. I don't, I don't know why I trust them more, but I do. I feel like not as much crime happens in the warm areas, right? <laughs> that, uh, that Arctic, or backwards, uh, backwards. That I'm Arctic saying, cartel, I'm like, huh? yeah, because like you can do crime in a warm area anytime. But if you've got to put a coat on, it gets a little bit harder. You're like, oh, man, do I really... 
really want to do it, you know, like, like even for me, I had to go grab rolling yeah, papers but, today, but we're getting that arctic wind, and I was like, I don't know, I think I'll just smoke a pipe. Nah, yeah, that's true, man. It's definitely easier to, easier to commit crimes with, yeah, with less clothes on, bro. Yeah, it's summertime, <laughs> crime always pops off. So that, I, and I don't know anything about Croatia either because I'm American geography. You know, I, I, I learned here. Yeah, so if yeah. we ain't bombing it, I don't think we bombed Croatia. I know we had a couple of little, little wars over there, but my idea of Croatia is it's relatively cold. Yeah, yeah. So as long as it's cold, it's probably safer. Probably, yeah, they're probably laid back. Yeah, just one thing to do, too, is just to act like you're a terrible drunk. Just be like, man, everywhere you go, talk about how terrible it is for you to be sober right now. And the reason I say that is they won't want your kidney or your liver. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I saw that movie. I saw that movie. Which one? Hostel. Like, I'm not trying. Okay. I'm sure it's a beautiful place. But that was but, like around that area. But they made a movie that about a place that's near somewhere over there, and it, it, right. it frightened me. And I know that's that's a bad thing, but yeah, well, man. But if also, you look at me I'm smile, you'll see that I still got I, a gap tooth, and I still yeah. got a crack one too. So yeah, obviously I ain't taking my own advice. I ain't going to Croatia either. They scare but me. I've seen hostel. But but for real, yeah, I saw that movie. Like I said, I learned everything from movies, but. Bro, I I bet it's going down over there. Like I, I bet it's awesome over there. <laughs> like there's a lot of great. If you can, uh, if you can live for a month, you know, without having to, and get all that work done on your teeth. Yeah, it can't be so bad because it was good work, you know. And he still got his kidneys. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, but tattoo, probably, go back to tattooing on the ship. Now I should ask you. If you got you got used to the waves real quick, but what do yeah. you think about everything? Like just uh, the cafeteria. The sh- you, did you get to see any shows? Um, I didn't get to see any of the shows. Uh, oh but wow. I got to eat. I got to eat. Um, you know, eat some eat some good good steak, bro. That steakhouse was good. What's the wake? It's called the wake. Yeah. Yep. Right over the, the back of the, where, the aft of the ship where you can see the, the engine roaring. Yeah. Um, did you guys sit right back o- over that, too? Did you get that little window area yeah, ever? Yeah, I did. I did. You get to see that, that little awesome. glow out the window. It's it's almost like a, I felt like I was on a Starship Enterprise, bro. I don't know if you ever watched that show. Oh, yeah. I love that Gene Roddenberry stuff. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I, that, and that's how you felt. I felt like there should be a hollow deck somewhere, right? Right. <laughs> Like, yeah, dude, where's the holodeck? Good. I want to go transporting time, solve some murders. For sure. Let me get in that thing. Hey, that'll be a uh, show within itself, right? Just everybody get a little personalized show. Do a little. We were uh, trying to talk like to him. We wanted him. We were like, you guys know this would be really fun with cameras. There you go. It would be. Huh? <laughs> we know it's Yo, good right now, but here, huh? yeah, we we're trying. But then, you know, I I I'd be fucking shit up. Oh, <laughs> I'd be effing up. Don't be That's my initial. I D F N up. <laughs> it's sad. I don't know, but like that girl, she she goddamn her. She just got you know. She like I'm harder on white people sometimes. 
Then, oh, then, don't be like, like that. That's racist, sir. That's racist. I get it, but I'm white, so I feel like it's okay. Like, I expect That's a little more bit more from you, girl. girl. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know was, what happened. She, tell, me, tell me, you want to... She was going off it? about... Okay, okay, so we wake up in the morning, and it's a sea day, you know, so we're not in, in port, you know, and I just open up the windows. I've never told this story before. I open up the windows, oh, and we look out... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, she ain't finding me. Um, actually, I got her blocked well enough, and I'll, I'll keep on. I'll just go to the FBI if I really think it's a problem. I'm sure she. Once she gets a cease and desist from them or something, oh, okay, she'll okay. shut up. Okay. And even you know, I don't know. She, it, she, whatever. She's a dumb fucking little cunt. That's actually cunt is the reason I'm not allowed on Virgin Voyages because I oh. uttered the unspeakable and I said oh. the word cunt. I think Eminem Did, said that word a couple of times in his raps. So you well, call somebody a cunt, huh? He's probably not allowed on Virgin Voyages either. Yeah, but I also <laughs> saved some lives. Like, I wake up in the morning, right, and I look out at the sea, and it's a beautiful scene, and I look out there, and uh, and I'm, I always go out in the morning naked, and I, but then I realized at that moment that there's that crack between the thing oh, where yeah. my neighbor could actually see through. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, so yeah, I started... Yeah putting clothes on, but not that day. That day I went out naked because I didn't realize you could see through that crack there, and oh, yeah. I seen I something weird in the distance. Okay, you, that's the first way, right? It's like, no, nah, uh, I'm waking up, I'm seeing the ocean, and it's for seeing me. Sure, bro. I'm staring for into sure. the abyss, and I'm prepared for it to stare back. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go tan my perennium. <laughs> <laughs> so you see something in the distance. What was that? Little Bob and something. It, there's like we're so far out at sea. It ain't nothing. It's some weird shit, you know. But you don't see anything often. Oh so shit! That, yeah, that's weird. So I heard about that, bro. Go, go on, go on. Yeah, Al got video right. of it. I start so looking, and I'm like, ship, and that's a fucking like, boat. It's a little boat. Uh huh. It's 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 got people on it, but it's a fucked up boat. Like that boat should not be this far out here. Oh, Those people yeah. are gonna die. Yeah, <laughs> Those people the, right yeah, there, in the middle of the ocean. Yes, and, and so like me and Candy start trying to get our binoculars together, and we're trying. They were it, it created all the fog because we had the AC on inside. So as soon as we bring them out into the hot air, all the steam's on. I'm trying to clean them off, and that's when I realize we're gonna pass by these motherfuckers. Oh, like shit. this boat ain't stopping. You know what I mean? Like, that's weird. So I get on the phone and I dial 911. It goes up and they're like, what's your emergency? And I'm like, hey, you guys see the boat full of refugees off of the port side, or, uh, yeah, port side there? And so they were yeah. like, oh, well, yes, we will stop. And they stopped. And we took a fucking, took takes like a football field length to do a turn. Yeah. We turned around. We picked up these eight to ten Cuban refugees. And mm -hmm. so all day... I'm just trying to get people to, you know, I just want to talk about that. And so I keep telling everybody, you know, because I feel like a hero, really. I'm just trying to, you know, pat myself on the back. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm doing. So I'm going and I'm telling everybody else. I'm like, hey, we're heroes. How does it feel to be a hero? You know, how do you feel about being a hero? And they would be, of course, they would be like, well, what do you mean? I'd be them refugees. We saved their lives. All of us did that. And they would be like, oh, yeah, that is cool, isn't it? And I'd be like, actually, okay. it was me. But, you know, yeah, thanks for trying. No, I, I'm not kidding. I'm, or I am kidding. Okay, I'm not kidding. But uh, that was my goal. So I tell this one little, little sawed-off bitch that Al loved her. 
Al's a funny guy, man. He's got, here's how I know Al does not have a good sense of people. He thought <laughs> I was good people. <laughs> but, so Al, he likes this girl. She's like, I swear to you, she's like four foot three or something, right? And right. she's a, a New Yorker, and uh, she keeps on talking. I mean, that's everything out of her mouth. Loud mouth, Brooklyn-style New Yorker, right? Okay. And uh, she's going off about all this stuff that she doesn't like all the time, and so I want to change the subject. And I'm like, how does it feel to be a hero? And she's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, fucking, we all saved those refugees today. And she's like, oh, my God, those refugees. How do you feel about those refugees, huh? And I'm like, well, I hope they get whatever they're looking for, you know, freedom, peace. I don't know, escape yeah, Fidel. Yeah, they, I don't know. They, Is he even still alive? I, whatever. And she's like, no, I mean the refugees. And I'm like, that's the refugees. We're talking. What are you talking about? She's like, no, the, the Afghan refugees. How do you feel about them? Isn't that terrible? I'm like, what? I don't, I don't, I'm sorry, honey, I don't do the news, so I don't yeah. know shit. And she's like, yeah, yeah no well, I guess no. they're raping people on the bases. And I'm like, oh, well, how do I feel about that? That's terrible. You shouldn't rape people. Number one, just don't rape, right? Easy. And she yeah. wants to push it a little bit more, but I walk away, dude. Like, you know, it's not easy for me. I just walk away. I was like, I break the wrist, I walk away, just like I was in Napoleon Dynamite learning karate. I was, yeah, I break yeah. the wrist, I walk away. And so uh, I left that conversation. Well, later on that night, she's had a couple of the drink. I've had a couple of the drink. Al's always drinking, and he's doing oh, a so, tattoo late so in the, the shop. the conversation ended there, and then y'all, she came back after a couple of drinks? She came back, and uh, she started it and again. And had a couple of drinks, too. Now it's a problem. You see where I'm going with this? <laughs> <laughs> so I go ahead and I say, the like, she starts talking about these refugees again. Oh, I dear. start... Just starting out with some, because I'm kind of miffed. Like, she's being a bit bigoted on this whole Afghan thing, because now I do have friends that are Afghan. I do, you know? Uh, I have friends that are Muslim. And, like, I, I don't care for it when people just push all Muslims are extreme Muslims. It's like, oh, no. Is that the route she was going, or? That's where she was going. She was going with all Afghans are savages. She said it. And when I hear the word savages from white people's mouths, I get really scared because I know they're going to kill people. <laughs> we call people <laughs> savages, and the next thing we know, savages are dying. So, you know, like that's what happened. That's the history of words with white people, okay? White people start calling them savages, and they have every right to kill them. Now, this girl also mentions that she's a Catholic, right? Okay. Now, these people are savages, and she keeps talking about them being rapists. Okay. okay. You see where this is going? I probably yeah. steered it there on purpose, but I didn't mean it. <laughs> but at one point, she, she swear to God, she said it. She, I said, well, I mean, I know that they're raping, but rape has existed before, right? So, like, I'm not saying that the, the ones raping are good or nothing, but I'm saying the ones not raping, are, are they make up good people. So the ones that are raping don't ruin all the good ones, right? Like, I'm just saying that. She says... I don't know, but as a Catholic, we're taught to, that rape is bad, and I couldn't oh. take it anymore. I was I was dumbfounded <laughs> at that point. Rape is bad, okay? That's Dude, I was bad. like, wait a second. As a Catholic, I agree with that, didn't you guys spend like $32 billion covering up rape? Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's a kidney shot, Kyle. That's a kidney shot. I know. I should have. Oh. This is when I should have. 
broke the wrist and walked away. But yeah. I couldn't. I just, okay. I saw the hole and I stuck my foot in it. And it was like, I think I can get the rest of my body in here too. I, I didn't think about it. So the next day though, so it gets, it, this conversation goes on too much. Al's getting pissed because now yeah. I'm getting the girl worked up. She's working herself into tears. She starts crying about this shit. And wow. I don't know. I, I'm a weird way when I see tears. <laughs> sometimes I see them for what they are, and sometimes I see them for what I imagine them to be. And sometimes I'm right in both cases. Like, if I get in a fight with a girl and I punch her in the face, that fight is <laughs> over and I won. Generally, you know, and I'm not, I'm not condoning that, okay? I mean, that's bad. That behavior is bad. Now, if I get in a fight with a girl and she starts crying, that conversation is also over. Right. Now, it's not the same. I don't have to go to the hospital. But that bitch won the fight. She cried. <laughs> right? And I recognize that sometimes in an argument, girls will do this thing where they will cry in a fashion the same as, as, as you might desire to punch them in the face to shut them up. You know, so and then you're, you're just saying like she, I, was, she dealt you. She was she dealt you a, a emotional TKO. I don't know where else these fucking tears came from, man. They didn't make no sense. We're yeah. we're not talking about her getting raped. We're talking yeah. about you know what I mean. And then she she just didn't like it. I kept I kept asking. I did. I kept saying, well, how is it you reconcile the rape of the priests on children? innocent but you don't have a problem with or but you do have such a problem with the rape of you know on the military base by the refugees mm -hmm. it seems to me mm -hmm. you're, you're showing some bias there and she says yeah. some shit about she doesn't care about the rape and i'm like that's fucked up to say certainly when you just told me that you as a catholic are taught to so it's just this conversation is going downhill so then she pulls out the cards my son's a sniper in Afghanistan, and what I realized okay. is then she's had to reconcile her son killing these people, and to do that, she's had to imagine that they are all savages. Gotcha, and gotcha. Yeah, because you I'll know, be happy. have that such a, yep. uh, a stance, you know, a, a, such a strong stance on any subject, you got to have some kind of stake in that subject. Yeah. So uh, yeah. her stake was in that. Now, this same son, <laughs> she, she explained earlier that he's an alcoholic drunk and that he's a terrible human being and that he keeps a dirty house and she's just beating the shit out of him. Like this is before now she now he's a hero, okay? But uh, mm. earlier on in the day, when I changed oh. when we changed the subject and we walked away, she couldn't wait to tell you about how shitty her son was. So it's like oh. it's amazing to see this. Also, she 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 you has a gay son. Probably dealing with some P PTSD, you know what I mean? And you know that person trying to maintain, and they they mom the the mom possibly is is really pissed off at Afghanistan for her right. son coming back and being like you know depressed or or right. you know because yep. usually I know when my shit is a mess, it's because I'm depressed. So yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, so it, and honestly, to be a sniper is, that's a, that's a tough road. You should probably be a religious person. Yeah. Because yeah. if and not, you're not going to be able to cleanse your soul of, yeah. of the bad that you're doing. You're, you're killing God's creation. Whether or not it's, it's a good kill or a bad kill, you're the executioner. Mm -hmm. You, you got to reconcile that, so that, the that's shit that I the, the stance you was coming from and, uh, versus her would.
pretty much she's like like they monsters fuck them all right seems yeah now i also yeah, okay. don't know i i kind of wonder if she even has a son that does like it might have just worked oh, for yeah, her you know. to get in a, in his tizzy about it because now she is threatening me with that son she is saying that her sniper son who she talks so down about is going to hunt me down and and kill me you know she's giving me these several threats in this in this fashion oh, however wow. she's oh, saying it so oh, much <laughs> that you're like i don't think he exists because that's a shitty thing to do as a mother like uh, yeah you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I made some problems. I want my son to go answer him. And I want him to possibly look at doing the rest of his life in prison. Or, or just doing the sin of killing somebody. I mean, she's a fucking Catholic, so she's got to realize that all of the things she's doing are fucking sins. You, you know, know, I think that's just some kind of, that's some kind of human nature, bro. I don't know. What, what do you call that? Cause I, bro, I've seen... I've seen people in a corner store, you know, a lady talking shit to the uh, to the guy behind the desk. Man, fuck you! I'll have my son come up here and fuck you up. What? Right. Like, like damn. well, what it is is wrath. It's it's wrath. It's the yeah, sin of wrath. That's not cool. Uh, that's not cool. And it's a certain power over others too. So there's there's an amount of greed, perhaps I guess, but I would see it as wrath, and. Either way, fucking sent you to fucking hell, bitch. I don't, <laughs> your hell. I don't even believe in this shit. But, like, don't stand around and paint yourself as a religious person and then by being a religious person make all those religious people look bad. Like, now yeah. I'm, I'm judging all Catholics by this crazy one, you know? <laughs> so well, she, I, she tried to get me fired the next day, and then I was a dick about it. And I was like, "What's that? That little fucking cunt trying to get my ass fired? What the fuck?" And I said it too loud. I oh, swear to God, shit. I said it loud enough that <laughs> somebody else complained because they heard the word "cunt." They don't want to be listening to the word "cunt" on their vacation. I was like, "Dude, <laughs> this thing's owned by Richard Branson. Like, isn't that how the British alphabet goes? A B cunt." D E F G. I'm pretty sure. Wow. That hey, again, the the planets align. The universe is in synchronicity. It was on a. It was on brand uh, ship. It's okay. I, that's what I. I that's what. That's what I thought. That's what I, I was mean, working on. Awesome. They have a. They have a great. I, I suggest uh, the, uh, the the green. I forget what it is. The green ice cream at Lick Me Till I oh, yeah. Cream. It's great, great little ice cream. <laughs> Lick me till I ice cream. Yeah, Dude, what happened? Your voice just got a lot better. Oh, I don't know. Your, your audio just improved dramatically. That was awesome. Um, I don't know. Hope no, yeah. You're, you're that green ice cream. Uh-oh. Uh, the green ice cream, I hope it's still recording. Then. Uh, the green ice cream was also sugar-free, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, they had a lot of those was were, were sugar free options. That's okay. Good, yep. though. So yeah, you I gotta, only had uh, it like twice. It was good. I should if I should have been having it. Man, that was that, everything. Oh, That's why I loved about it the most: waking up and just going out and being like, just gonna go oh, eat. I don't, oh, man. you know, yo, yo, if you go on the, did you try the fish tacos at the fish galley? Tacos the galley was dope. The, yep. the galley was dope. I ate that almost every day. Um, yeah, that's, it was crazy. I had sushi a, um, wasn't bad. Sushi could was have been good. better. 
could it well I now you know what? We in the middle of the ocean. That sushi was amazing, bro. That sushi was amazing. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know. No, if you're in the middle of the ocean, shouldn't the sushi be even better? It well, might be more it. selective. Hey, that, that, that might be too exotic. You get that. Right, up. yeah. Yeah. Some weird-ass bottom flounders to face. Yeah, you I've seen some that. of that shit they pull out. Don't look good. Yeah. I'll be done. No, no unani for me, man. Stuff tastes oh, like man. a cow tongue. It's got the texture of one. Well, yeah. I don't, I don't eat. I don't need nothing above the collarbone, bro. I keep it traditional. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I I ate all kinds of stuff on it. it I, I'm sad to hear that you didn't get to see any of the shows because yeah, they they were good. Yeah, the shows, but um, you know, Did I, you go any of them parties? I went to yeah. I got to enjoy the club and see kind of uh, the red uh, red. What is it? Uh, the Scarlet Scarlet Night. That was cool. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's. What about I, that band? Was the, the band, band still was there? Great, bro. The band was great. Um, Free love or something, right? Yeah, Free Love. Um, that was dope, bro. They had a nice little selection. Oh, Free Label. Free Label yeah, free was label. what it was. Free, free Label Love. love. Free, free, label. Yeah. <laughs> free Label. They were good. Man. They kept on yeah, playing a bunch of Celebration, Canada. Cool in the Gang, some uh, oh, Stevie man. Wonder. All of that, dog. Yeah, they it was going down. That that they had a nice little the, the club was surprisingly, you know, like a real club. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Two story, everything. I'm not I much mean, for clubs, so <laughs> it was weird that I enjoyed it. But yeah, I did. I don't I don't do much either. Cause I don't I don't drink much I, and I'm not a real late night person. I try and go home, watch T V, maybe, you know what I mean, look up some 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 art references. That's about it. Oh, I thought you were going to say some Pornhub, but yeah, right. Oh, art yeah, references. definitely. Yeah. Definitely a little Pornhub. You know what I mean? <laughs> Is that, that's your art references, huh? Yeah. Like, I need to see anatomy in all different positions yeah, so exactly. I can draw it. I need to know how light reacts <laughs> to... Yeah, for sure. Hey, you didn't have no death threats come about from that nah, the, so, the ship then? Or? So, um... I actually, uh, man, I, I met a lot of great, like, you know, friends. I would call them friends uh, you know, or new friends. You awesome. know how that goes. Yeah, um, awesome. So I met a real-life pirate. Uh, he was a captain. What, what do you mean? Like, so, he was there. He took over the ship. He's like, I, it's my ship now. I mean, he was trying to convince me to commit a mutiny. You know what I mean? He's like, hey, <laughs> we can take him, bro. He's like... Three arms, uh, uh. three arms are better than two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's you did Thanos, not Thanos. <laughs> but what did you meet the the security guard? What was his name? It's like it's like Thanos. Oh, um, he was the uh, he's from like Romania, I believe. He was Greek. He was from Greece. Yeah. He, okay, the guy from Greek. Yeah, from Greece. He and, told me and. No, Go you're ahead. looking at it like he, he, Al was fucking around with him. You know how Al does. Al yeah. was fucking around with him, and I seen the look in his eye that I've only seen in a very few other people before in my life. And it was, it was the, the only thing, the same thing those people had in common. They were all killers. Like, they were trained motherfucker killers. And the look <laughs> in his eye was like, I could kill you. <laughs> you know, it's just like, you're very funny trying to make jokes at my expense. The one thing that this will never hurt me, though, because I know, I know deep inside, 
I can kill you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it yeah. won't take much. That's fifth out technique, man. Yeah, he's respect the technique. He he looked like he was serious about it, man. Yeah, he was I trained up. He was cool. He came up to me. Um, he had mentioned that he had he, he had uh, met you guys, and uh, yeah, we had a cool conversation. Uh, he was like, "Yo, if you ever end up in Greece, um, you know, here here's where you want to go. Like, here's a cool place to look at." And uh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Hey, I might as well uh, announce it now, bro. I uh, just got confirmation that uh, I'm, I'll be going back on this ship, and I'll actually be going to Greece. So. Oh wow! So you're not doing the Scarlet Lady. You're doing um I'll the, be on the, the Lion. Resilient, resilient, resilient. Yeah. Okay. There you go. That's awesome, yeah, dude. That should be cool, man. Looking forward to it. Um, you know, I was trying I'm to get on the next ship, saying like, "Hey," but I didn't say "cunt" on the Resilient Lady. And they were like, nah, same corporate motherfuckers. So <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try now. I'm going to call up Norwegian Cruise Lines and be like, hey, man, the market is spoken. You need to have a tattoo <laughs> shop on your cruise ship. There you go. I'm going to be like, here's the thing. I'm not your guy. I can't tattoo on the cruise ship. But, you know, because I swear at motherfuckers, you know. But uh, I can set everything up and you can give me more money. I want to be the guy making more money this time. Because, you know. I mean, like, we were getting paid a penance, a pittance of what the actually, like, what we're used to, right? Yeah. Uh-oh. I was, hello? I messed up. Yeah, I messed up. I pressed speaker on my phone. Sorry, brother. I mean, yeah, you know. I'm, we wasn't I'm getting paid still, the same. Yeah, I'm still kind of, uh, you know, living in the same neighborhood I grew up in, so I ain't got to climb very far up the economic ladder. So, man, I, <laughs> bro, I had a great time aboard, and I'm. Like, I, so, what are you saying? You you put a metal roof on your cardboard box, and everybody uh, in the hood is jealous. You know, come on, bro. Come <laughs> on. Bro. I came I back from that cruise line like a pimp. Yeah, man. Oh, put bro, some spinning rims on my bike. I, I would say I went uh, at the end of November, so I definitely. The the holidays was comfortable for me. I'll just say that. Nice, nice. Comfortable, bro. Yeah, because yeah. it it did pay good, but the percentage wasn't what we used to. I shouldn't I shouldn't make it sound like we got ripped off. Oh no 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 not at all. Um, because you know, as long I, as you I hustle, think, you do good. Yeah, if you hustle, you're gonna do good. Um, of course, you know, shit. Everybody that that would be affiliated at all with it are are great artists, and they you know they have a insane work ethic. Um. But I think I don't know the inner workings behind you know what what it even costs to pay a monthly rent for space on a cruise ship. Right. But I think that it, it worked out you know a decent um, it worked out a decent formula to where everybody's happy. And well, I um, figured you know, it, it, it has a lot of long lasting success. I hope it does. Uh, yeah, I hope it has it enough long lasting success that they forget that I'm not allowed on. There you go. Hell yeah. <laughs> and that's why I, that's that's the reason why even though I know the cuts that are being made, I won't say it because I shouldn't know what is being made, but I do know because I'm a nosy bastard for that kind of shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> so so I figured it out and I mean it makes sense and it, it ain't it ain't bad, but it ain't like, you know, when we go to a tattoo convention, well actually you're working with Al all the time. So you you yeah. are you are used yeah. to giving a cut up, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. So I, how does that work for you? Like, I'm, um, I'm, I'm actually kind of, you know, uh, in the, in an artist career, you know, like 
you know, every step you develop a little and then you move to another step, so on and so forth. And yeah. I've been uh I've been having a great time on uh Team Fliction with with Al. Um doing villain arts for like a year and a half, almost two years, and now I'm branching out to kinda, you know, be a little do do my independent thing. So how is that for you? Like um, you know, you oh, get full awesome. percentage as opposed to me. I come I come, I show up with my backpack. I just sit down and, you know, everything the, else. The worst right. thing that you got is, uh, you know, Al really puts a lot into getting you guys, you know, clients. So right. to me, the worst thing is, is now you got to do your own hustle. And, you know, there's a lot to that. Like, the, it's nice. You guys have the nicest booth, you know, whenever we go to these shows. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? So, like, you, and, and dickheads like Al, now we all got to keep up with that. So I don't know if you noticed, now I got a tablecloth. Candy wanted me to get a backdrop oh, banner. And I bro, looked at the price of that, and I was like, yeah, so we made it. Yeah, we got a fancy-dancy tablecloth. We got oh, all the Ink Master faces on it for my seasons. Okay, but, okay. So, but, you know, it, that's what it is. It's just it's monopolizing that little bit of time that you have with everybody passing by. And, you know, once you get the hustle, it's, it's, it's just the hustle. There's no different. So it'll be fun to see you experiment because sometimes I look at, I've, I've actually tried to work for some people sometimes, and it's not that it don't work out when someone else sells the tattoos for me. It's just my wife is right there to sell them half the time anyways. You know what yeah. I mean? See, that's a, um, that's, that's a good formula, though, like a, a husband-wife team or a partner team. Um, if you're good, yeah, yeah, sometimes people get in fights on the road, and that can really suck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to make it through a weekend when you want to go get a divorce that week. <laughs> like, I'm bro, calling the lawyer on. now, but I still Tell need you to set up my, 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 my gear. Like, I, I need black ink. I need Vaseline. I'm going to need two razors because it's a hairy motherfucker. No. <laughs> hey, do y'all ever, like, drive off into the sunset after a convention and, like, you know, just, like, dab each other up? Like, yeah, we fucking All the made time. it to another one. <laughs> All the time. Yeah, we usually do it at certain times, too, throughout the uh, the whole weekend. So, like, check-in, that's a high five. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nice. It's like, yeah, yeah, we got we got checked in. We didn't beat each other up. Like, because yeah. fight, you fight when you check in. That's the number one thing for couples on the road. You're going to check in a hotel. Y'all going to get in a fight. Now's yeah. the time. Sometimes so you see your friends checking in, and you're just like, yeah, I'll, I'll wait till they get to them. Because I don't need to be in the middle of their stress, oh, making it worse. Well, you, 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 you're married, right? Man, I was married for uh, several years, but man, you know, work, I, I have a lot of kids too. So, uh, and we I knew you had kids because I'm a little, yeah, I'm a, you know, I'm a little, little rump jackrabbit. Yeah, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> You, so, yeah, yeah, you because you couldn't figure out how to get a condom on with one hand. Is that what you're telling me? You can tattoo, man, but you can't figure on. out how to put a condom on. Bro, that's my <laughs> excuse, dog. <laughs> but they're all with the same. I can't get it, hon. Nah, how many kids you got? I uh, raised five boys, so yeah, oh, man, wow. yeah. So you know, as they kept coming, that was the thing. Uh, I think like on my third son, I was like, I, I found the tattooing, and I started doing that kind of part-time like I do that half a day and by that time I was working a uh, graveyard shift at the same company because it was a nonprofit. so the nonprofit also had a drug rehab facility for 
adolescence. So basically, kids get in trouble at the school, they get sent to there instead of to, to like juvenile or something like that, right? Okay, so, right. Yeah, it helps them. It helps them recover and get back into the system, a uh, school system, quicker than going to jail. Right. Anyway, and better um, out of the system, out so, of jail. But check this out. I got in a fist fight with my coworker one day because I kept showing up late for like a week straight. After that, he was mm-hmm. like, man, fuck this. So he wanted hey, to. He fought keep... with you about it? Bro, yeah, and I bled his ass too. <laughs> but why is he so. That's, I don't think I would want to get. Here, there's, there's several reasons not to get in a fight with a one armed man. But number <laughs> one is you know that motherfucker is practiced up. Come on, bro. You know, Come on. Right? I no, dude. Style online, exactly. and, and that one fuck, it is going to be quick as shit, and it's yep. going to be strong as shit. Like, the kind of strength that you're like, whoa, that's an interesting strength. That's a different strength than <laughs> most <different>. strengths. <laughs> you, right? It's the strength of somebody who gets all of his groceries with the same arm every fucking day and still opens the door with that arm. Like, that is an ability. <laughs> that is because you have two hands, you ain't never going to reach that level with your one, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then you're going you're gonna to work that jab like a motherfucker. The good thing is you ain't got to worry about the cross coming, I guess. Oh, nah, <laughs> nah, the only nah. thing. What you do got to worry about, see, this would get him, that John Jones, that back spin and fist. Hey, okay. That's, yeah, that's a that's a that's a surprise sleeper. Right well, now there. we're kind of talking my language too. You like that MMA stuff? I see. I fucks with it. Yeah, I fuck with it. <laughs> Do you, did you know that we have a friend? Well, I guess I don't know if you know uh, Josh Payne. I, yeah, I was about to call him Doug Payne. <laughs> I, I had a friend growing up. I always called Josh only when I refer to him. If I see him in person, I'm like, hey, Josh. I was known. But anytime I refer to him in the story, I I was accidentally call him Doug. But Josh Payne, uh, okay. <laughs> he tattooed John Jones. Oh, okay, cool. Went to the high sc- the same high school with him. So that that uh, Philip Philippians tattoo, which oh, is probably yeah. I, I can do he all did. things through Christ. Yep, yeah, he did that shit, yeah. and he, he rags on it. So anytime you want to fuck with Josh, uh, you can also you know be like, man, I seen your work. It's fucking crap. Do you do anything wow. besides lettering? <laughs> right on. <laughs> like, yeah, John Jones is really popular, man. That must have been quite an honor to be able to tattoo him, especially for how shitty you were in your, in your, like, I mean, dude, you look how nasty those line work is. Yeah. You must have been early on. Oh, we're going to get on his ass. Josh Payne? <laughs> yes. That's funny. Yeah, no, you watch uh, uh, the, the, Ju- the Pena fight recently, Amanda Nunez and Juliana uh, Pena? I missed that fight. I missed that fight. Uh, I caught, shit, what was that other fight before that? There was another, oh, no, that was a boxing fight, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. But I don't yeah, watch nah, too I, much I didn't catch that one. Um, Nunez won, though, right? No. She got she got that ass beat? Yes. Knocked uh, out. Like, she tapped, bro. Oh no, dude! You're missing a fight. It's it was, I I'm bring I started with that fight. I mean, there were good fights that night. There were great fights. There was a uh, Brandon Marino well, against Figueroa. Yeah. That was that an awesome ball. fight. Yeah. Um, every time I've seen those two fight, a uh, Figueroa and Moreno, but uh, it was awesome. I can't wait to see this fourth one. I think they're going to fight a fourth time, and they deserve that. I, I could watch those guys fight every fucking pay per view they have. Both of them put their damn heart in. But Juliana Pena. Man, you know how it is. Amanda Nunez gets punched a couple of times. Someone connects or something, and she's like, oh, is that what it's like? 
And then, bam, she just lays power down, right? She lays power yeah. down like she was spreading out flour before she, she, she rolled out some dough, right? Yeah, she, yeah. she smacks you. And, and, they, and immediately when they get hit, they back away. They're like, oh, my God, that hurt. Mm-mm. Right, right, right. Not this time. Yeah, it wakes her up, right? So Penna got in there, and she starts throwing. She's like swimming upstream with these jabs and these crosses. You know what I mean? She's just fucking right, left, right, left. And uh, she, she clocks Nunez one, wham, like that. And Nunez is like, oh, yeah, here it comes. She loads up one, and she fucking hands it to her and socks her right in the side of her head. And Penna, instead of backing up like everyone else always does, you can even see it on Amanda Nunez's face. When she hits her, she's like, yeah, and she gets a little smile on her face, like, now you know, bitch. And Penn right, is like, right. oh, no, oh, no, you think the lesson's over? I don't think so. And she just starts doing the same thing, coming back with these jabs, and he's fucking right straight down the middle, man. And she's, like, blocking with her punches, her shoulders, you know, rolling her shoulders. Yeah. And uh, so Amanda starts trying to put it in, and she's still, she's still lacing into her a little bit, but not as good as the first one. And then she starts landing them on her chin. Penna starts mm-hmm. landing him on her chin, you know, and Amanda gets a little bit wobbly leg, like, hey, that don't happen to me. Does this bitch know who I am? <laughs> and then it happened just like Penna said it would, man. Fucking, uh, she drug her into some uh, area that she wasn't familiar with, and, uh-huh. and then she got her on the ground, and Amanda Nunez tapped before, like, she was getting choked. It wasn't even a choke yet. It was a head crank, but she was bleeding. And I think she saw her blood. And it fucking, I think it changed up in her, and she was like, fuck it, tap now. and okay. Or maybe she was like, fuck it, the rematch will be better. I, 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 don't, I think Penn is going to have a much harder time taking this rematch. Like, because it's going to be a different Nunez. I only, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I haven't seen uh, their fights, any of their fights. I only really seen, like, the highlights from them. Um, the okay. last thing I've seen, it was, what, Nuango or uh, Nagagnu, yeah, n- 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 yeah, I saw that fight. That was a trap. Kind of boring. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? He had a fucked up knee too. That. Oh, that, well, that might have been it. Because did you yeah, also know that Francis got? Um, he got uh, served papers right before he went out to fight by the UFC, oh, threatening shit. him with a lawsuit for talking to Jake Paul's manager about a possible upcoming boxing match. So they threatened him with a lawsuit with, with legal papers right before he Man. goes out to perform. You know how that, like, yeah, like you can wait till tomorrow, crazy. right? Like, yeah. you can wait. For, like, you know, right? Like, no, you're doing this now, and you're doing it on purpose. You're doing it right before my fight because you want to get under my – so I'm happy that he won. I really had my money on Cyril. I thought that Cyril was going to out-wrestle him. And he didn't even try to wrestle him, you know. So well, I was he, surprised. He was looking good in the beginning. He had a lot of. He was. You know, he had a lot of energy. Was moving fast. Yep. Uh, he just Moves came good. towards the end. Had no power yeah. though. He didn't have Nagagnu's power in any of that that stuff. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Sure. It was. It wasn't an exciting match. It yeah, was not. Yeah. You could tell Homeboy's strong. If, if he hits you, boy, if he connect you, out of there. But uh, yeah, yeah that take a lot of strength to throw that's why to go on. <laughs> Yeah, and they got all filled up with lactic acid, and he said he figured he would just sit on top of them. Yeah. <laughs> you look at Francis's yeah. legs alone. You're like that leg is a human. Like that's the size of a normal human. Definitely, you, that's you, my whole body. That's my torso. Like if we all die, like <laughs> if we were on an airplane and we went down in Himalayas, 
<laughs> and Francis is on the ship. I'm going to be the guy who's going back behind his back. It's probably a dangerous move. But I'm going to be like, check it out. If we kill him now, we don't have to kill anybody else. <laughs> and the right, thing of right, it is, right. if we don't kill him, eventually he eats all of us. And he needs to. Oh, definitely. <laughs> look, how much, yeah. look how much appetite that motherfucker has to support that much frame. He's going to oh, need yeah. to eat all of us. But shit, that leg right there, that <laughs> shouldn't Yo, talk about eating, eating people. You, <laughs> nah, it's figurative. Hey, but uh, you ever watch Fight Companion or uh, Brendan Schaub? That's a good podcast to listen to. Okay. Into like UFC. They, yeah, they I'm familiar with called, them. Yeah, Fight Companion. They do that like after every uh, every uh, like major fight. So, um, but I was going to say the. Um, I did see that Jake Paul fight. Uh, you know, Which I saw one? The, the 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 last one he fought. I didn't see it. The Tyrone Woodley where he knocked him out. Yeah, yeah, Woodley. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, and I was thinking, like, you know, that was a a, a exciting fight. I guess um, the Nunez fight that was an exciting fight. Like, what do you think about the payouts, like between boxing and UFC? I think it's about to happen. I think there's something. I think there's about to be a big change. I feel that Dana White setting up the pay schedule the way that he has for his fighters is possibly, certainly, arguably, one of the things that has allowed it to have the best fighters, the best, uh, the best talent. You know, I mean, in, in my opinion. It's number one, and then Bellator and, like, PFL maybe are fighting for number two. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's, yeah. it's not even decided. It's easily who number two is. Like, you could argue right. that one back and forth. But, however, UFC has definitely got the best uh, quality fighters and the best yeah. champions in most cases. I'm really, I would be really interested to see, I think it is, uh, Magni, come over from Bell Bellator or someone go over there. I don't know if I'm getting his name right. He was a really creative fighter. I, I haven't gotten to watch as much Bellator. Um, but, man, he was creative. And it, it was, it, the, fight that I, the fights that I seen him fight were really good. Also, Michael Venom Page is over there in Bellator, really good. And then there's Kayla Harris. Are you familiar uh, with her? Uh, so, uh, like, uh. She's, uh, she just won a million dollars for the PFL, I believe it was, in a tournament style for the PFL. And it was a million-dollar okay, so payout for the winner. So she's a, she's a millionaire is what she is, in my opinion. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. that means well, something. she pays everybody, she, she ain't going right. to that way. Yeah, you know, it goes the way it goes. But either way, like, if you're looking at it from a fighter stance, it begins, that takes a chink out of the UFC. Just the fact right. that there was a million-dollar payout in the PFL. And yeah, that's true. When Dana White asks, is asked about it, he says, yeah, you know, uh, fuck that shit. She ain't fighting nobody that likes Amanda Nunez. Okay, mm. so maybe she isn't. However, it doesn't, it, like, in the end, this is, I'm sure, to be who's the baddest person in the world. But if you're the baddest person in the world and you die alone on a park bench, well, what fucking good was it? You're gonna, you know, you're telling the birds... You know, like, right, I right. was the baddest man. You're yelling it down the street as you pull up your pants after you took shit in a shrubbery. You know, I was the baddest <laughs> motherfucker in the world. Like, it don't matter. Too late. So that's, I feel like there's kind of that with the UFC. The UFC was kind of like, if you win, 
you can get paid a lot. If you yeah. lose, you, you can eat up all of your winnings with the cost of training and with the cost of your medical bills easily. Yeah, or even they, and it might be the deficit. Didn't they have a one-arm a one-arm uh, fighter? No, did they? I know they had a deaf fighter. He was really good. Um, and they have a blind fighter. Like that dude did. They have a blind fighter. They have a blind champion fighter. You remember? He just he just lost, right? Yeah. Oh man, you remember John Claude Van Damme in Bloodsport when he got blinded and he fucking used his <laughs> training to, to beat the shit out of Bolo? Yeah, yeah. Remember that shit? yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's that's what that's what he does. It's um, he was just Damn, a champion. He just lost it, didn't he? No, no, he didn't lose it. I, I, oh man, how can I not remember? It's 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 um. Oh my God, he just fought Poirier and he and he won against Poirier. Hold up, uh, the dude that that fought Dustin Poirier, Poirier yeah. is a blind dude. Yes. God damn, he beat he's, he's got Dustin. he's got like forty percent vision or fifty percent vision. Bro, that's blind, bro. For a UFC fighter, you blind. Like that's like they, up. it's it's pretty amazing, and he's 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 spectacular. I love watching these guys fight and watching the the, the it even like as. It, it, it seems to progress even as a sport. You know what I mean? It changes. Yeah. It, at one point in the UFC's history, it was like if you were a really good wrestler, you were going to win a championship. You know? Yeah, and then, man. like George St. Pierre came in and proved that striking can work against good wrestling as long as it's got good wrestling defense. You know? Yeah. And then everybody brought it a level. Like I remember, uh, yeah, GSP. Uh, he was cold. I remember Iceman was cold. Uh, Chuck Liddell with his hands around Chuck his waist. Liddell. Bro, he would throw them wild ass over the, you know, over the head hooks and connect and just stay out of there. Knock you out. Yeah, and he looked uh, like I just somebody that days. just got done drinking a, drinking a Miller Lite or something and he's <laughs> shutting his truck bed. He always looked like he just got done shucking, shutting his truck bed on something. I don't know what. <laughs> you know, a dead moose in there or something. It's just Hell yeah! Oh, hick looking yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, he got a, a six pack in the uh, console in the cabin. Yeah. never had a six but. pack on his abdomen. I always had a six pack in the console. <laughs> yeah, that shit came a long way though. I remember like the first UFC, uh, UFC one with like, you know, Hoyce Gracie and fucking whoever the fuck he fought for like twenty minutes straight. I think, or it might have been. Um, it was chemo, right? Yeah. And and he couldn't, Hoist Gracie couldn't answer the next fight. And chemo actually lost that fight, but he was like, I'm ready to fight again. Because he, yeah. he was the guy that came down with the cross on his back, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, I recall. Yeah, chemo was cold. Yeah, I remember. It, it, was, it, was, it was amazing to watch. For me, it was amazing to watch Hoist Gracie be able to withstand that. I was disappointed he couldn't, um, you know, come out and fight again. Right. But it was uh, it was certainly a testament to that man's endurance. And uh, did you see him fight uh, Matt Hughes when he got his arm broken? Uh, I do remember that. I do. The heart wrenching. Yeah, was like, for me, it was like, oh God, he was. Yeah, God and and. Damn. 
he just got that arm and hoist is just like, well, if I don't look at it, it won't hurt, right? And he's like, I, I ain't tapping, motherfucker. If I don't look at it, it won't hurt. You get her like, pop. Like yeah, somebody's no. opening a champagne bottle. <laughs> and hey, what you man, didn't you hear was anybody screaming. Yeah, I'm not built for that, bro. I don't. If I hurt mm-hmm. my body, I'm not gonna just not look at it and keep going like on some, bro. That's that's savage. Like I don't know. You grew up fighting a lot. Like you, you fuck with the. You, you, you don't I, mind I grew getting up getting beat up, up a lot. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I didn't mind it. I, I would. I would. You know, like I always just thought fights always ended with me getting beat up. It's just like you know. Oh, I expected that when we went into it. <laughs> Sometimes it would make it so people like I, you might have thought I won, even though I would be beat up. They would be like, I am. I don't want to beat him up anymore. <laughs> You're from Flint, Michigan, right? Yes, sir. And um, so like, what would you? This is like middle school, elementary, high school. What is this? All, all of them? Mostly high school, actually. Before that, it was really just my brother. And, I mean, I did get jumped on the playground once. They broke my shoulder blade when I was, like, 10. Now I was, like, 8. Damn. So but, it was, I mean, like it was only three the, people. Oh, it wasn't, like, the whole playground. I was a little Christian kid going around trying to save everybody's life, so I'm sure I deserved it. They're just annoying little fucker. You know, the kind that oh, would tell yeah. on you. You know, I was, I was, you shouldn't be doing that. That's yeah, not yeah. good. And oh, okay. And then oh, all poor, too, so we got our tough skins on, them pants that had the plastic pa- pas- patches not sewn on them so that you can hand them down to your brother. Oh, shit. Damn. Okay, so <laughs> you, you, know, caught that, you caught that flack uh, because you was, like, spreading the word and shit. Yeah, so yeah. It, wasn't, and it, was, it wasn't, no, like, uh, you was going to, uh, what is that, uh, that school, that fucking Crazy Joe? That now, now they can call me Batman. Lean on me. Oh, right on. Movie schools, right? <laughs> yeah, like Morgan Freeman was there. Was it Denzel or something? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I like to call me Batman. Um, the school wasn't wasn't really that bad. I, I, it was uh, it was it was it was racially diverse. It was extremely racially diverse for the place that I went to next. Because then we went out to the suburbs, and uh, everybody at my school used to get their ticket. You know what I mean for their lunch because everybody okay. was broke. I didn't yeah. never know. There was only like two people in the class that didn't. And you were like, okay. I don't know why they don't. And they're like, because I got money, motherfucker. And you're like, whatever. Yeah. We're yeah, all the same, so it don't like, matter. Fuck? Y'all, don't, y'all don't get no free lunch? What the fuck? Yeah. Then we go to the <laughs> other school, and them motherfuckers all have money in their hands. And I had a ticket, and I didn't even get it. We used to get it in the morning. Like, the teacher would just call everybody's name for roll call, and at the same time, everybody got free lunch. So at the same time, she would give you your lunch pass, or maybe not, to the couple of kids that had money. And then, yeah. and then for us, like at the new school, you go there, and you, my mom says you got to pick up the ticket at the office. Well, that's weird. Oh, well, I'm here for my ticket. Get my ticket, and I'm standing in line. And these motherfuckers are breaking 20s and shit. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That's, see, that's where the real bullies are, right? <laughs> well, yeah, economic bullies. You start putting yeah, your, t- your ticket back bullies. in. You go to your yeah, mom, I think I'd rather bring a lunch tomorrow or not eat at all. <laughs> I feel that, bro. I remember the uh, lunch cards, man. I definitely remember the lunch cards. Hell yeah, bro. Poor you shit. Gotta get the, I used to look did, forward did, to them school meals. Yeah. <laughs> People don't know sometimes. I would. We ate it in the summertime. Like, we lived yeah, close man. enough to the school, you know, and they did in the hood. 
they do those things. I think they offer it at other schools possibly too, but nobody takes them up on it because they're just like, why would I go there for crappy food? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. when you're fucking broke and you're like, man, there ain't nothing in the cupboard. Like, I got some yeah. government cheese and I got some homemade bread and that motherfucker don't make it would be better to make tortellini with the homemade bread and the fucking government cheese because it doesn't make a good grilled cheese sandwich. I'll tell you that, you know, homemade yeah. bread, you cannot spread anything on it except if it's hot and it's melting butter. You know, you're trying to put some <laughs> peanut butter on that shit and you would just roll it and the middle of it would roll up like a tortellini and you'd be left with like the crust right there. Bro, you know, I never, I never, I never fucking bake bread. That's poor. That's poor shit, son. Oh, fuck. Damn. Well, I don't know. It could no. have been just been Christian too, because my parents was weird. Oh well, it might have been that might have been a thing. But yeah, I never made bread. I definitely bought a dollar shit. But I know you remember, right. uh, you know, oh, I, shit like I loved uh, it when we got the Wonder Bread. If we had the stick with the fucking with the little dots on the side, yeah, I thought you that, know, that's the expensive good stuff. I thought we was high class, man. Coming back, <laughs> yeah. we'd be walking back from the store <laughs> with our bags full of that shit. I'd be like, "We doing good?" Oh hell, you better yeah. look up. The, the slices were thicker than the reg, you know, than the cheap shit. Boy, yep, it's going down. <laughs> going down. Hey, I feel I, I like. Make, go ahead. Just to be on that cruise after an upbringing uh, similar Thank to my you. own and your own. One, first off, it's a testament to uh, your art, you know, and where it's able to take you and your dedication to that art and your desire to be better at that art. But it's also a funky-ass experience to be around people who private jet is in their vernacular. Like, that's just, uh, that's just a word that gets said and people don't pause or think that's that you're true. talking about Bill Gates, man. Like, this bitch was, like, just saying she was dropping private jet. I mean, not like I, not even she wasn't putting it down like she wanted me to know. You know what I mean? Well, like I'll if I had a private that. jet, you would know because I would be like talking about my private jet. She just yeah. had a private jet that they used to go and do their thing in Aspen every year during Christmas time. Cause you know, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, bro. I, I remember one of the uh, one of the um, sailors aboard the ship uh, stopped. You know, they peeked in and kind of check out the shop and everything. And I was, you know, come on in, give you a tattoo and everything. And she was like, oh, no, you know, her and maybe like two others. Oh, no, I can't get a tattoo. My parents will write me out of the will. I was like, damn, your parents got a will? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and she knew that she wanted to be in it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like, what do, what do we like, hear from the poor folk when they when they when their mom or dad won't approve of their tattoo and they don't want to get uh, it? You say, hey, you should get a tattoo, and they say, oh, fuck them, <laughs> pretty much. Oh, well, sometimes I, I follow you. Yeah, they do, but a lot of times they also just say, oh, they would kill me. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, they would kill. Oh yeah, yeah, no, of course. Yeah, <laughs> right? Like, oh no, I couldn't. My mom or dad would kill me. You know, that's fucked yeah. up. You're like your parents. And I'll, I guess I'll argue it. If anybody should be able to kill you, it should definitely be your mom. You know, <laughs> I, I'm like, I believe in very late term abortion. I'm like super pro abortion. I'm like, if your mom wants to kill you, there is some fucked up shit going on. And yeah, she's probably right. To be honest, you know, man, <laughs> you know, mean, you're fucking up. You know, Lee, give them the option, man. They might got a good point, you know. 
I'm not a, I'm not completely draconian about it. I think that these people should have, that you can have your day in court, you know, prove that your mother is a cold-hearted bitch or something. I mean, she is trying to kill you. That's a good defense. Like, wait yeah. a second, my mom's been trying to kill me since I was fucking born. You know, then oh, that's, man. but if not, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I believe in late-term abortions. Probably, honestly, I believe in late-term abortions more than I believe in, in like, the other abortions. I'm not against abortions. I think it's a woman's right to choose, you know. I, I would like mm. to, to be able to help to think that she's, it's going to be better with the kid, but I get it, you know. I ain't you. I can't know your choices. But I would say I definitely support the abortion, you know, a couple years after. <laughs> the kid's born a lot better than you know, starting then. It seems like you, you should at least wait until they're four or five. Well, yeah, yeah at least. not working now. Just take them out the game. <laughs> fuck, if their eyes are glowing and shit, you accidentally named them Damien. I don't know what you fucked up, but, you know, if they're standing out in the cornfield and shit and just pointing to the sky in some weird, ominous way, you're like, nah, this one, this one's going to fuck us all up. Trust me, man. Have you watched some horror movies? Because this kid is bringing the reality home, man. Guillermo del Toro's got nothing on this kid. Standing in the cornfield, pointing at the sky, man. His eyes are glowing. Fuck, kill him. <laughs> abort. Abort. Yeah, I saw that movie, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some, some weird-ass shit going on. I'm fucking uh, all about killing it. Nip it in the bud. It, maybe it's safer for the rest of us. Sometimes you make the choice for the group, not just the individual. You know? Sometimes well, the individual online, has to sacrifice. Yeah, online came out pretty cool, but uh, I mean, <laughs> I guess it is. Yeah, if you if you have to make that choice, right, then the deed should be left to the person that brought them in. <laughs> yeah, so, the mom's okay, probably the best one to make it. I'm gonna oh, argue. Wow. <laughs> She's, yeah, they tell me I'm yeah. wrong about a lot of stuff, but this is you know. Anything that anybody tells me I'm wrong on, I usually have got an ability to at least argue to the point until they're like, okay, well, I see your opinion. I don't choose to, to accept it as my own. But and then that's when they come in and they're usually like, I, I, actually, they shut me up with this one. They say, you should have a podcast. Of course. <laughs> you get cool. to talking enough and you explain stuff like that. And they're like, yeah, you should have a podcast or something, man. Because oh, yeah, you yeah. almost got me believing it. I can't because they would kick me out of the 4-H club, but you almost, you're almost selling it. Mm. Somebody's going to buy it. Oh, it's just, I mean, you know, I'm, I only mean it to ambiguously represent any club, but the 4-H club, okay, glad you asked, you is something that I once thought I would aspire to be. Uh, it's something where you can, like, I don't know, grow the biggest hog, you know, have the biggest watermelon or something. <laughs> It was okay. like an agricultural farming kind of a of of a club, you know. Like it, people in 4-H club had dirty dirty thumbs, and uh, and and may, maybe they screwed sheep. I don't know. That that's going to be the joke. I know that on the playground, if you're in a 4-H club, you screw sheep. Yeah, that's what's up, man. I I want to part too many clubs either. <laughs> Yeah, you never want to be part of this club because you know you're going to have to screw the shit. That's why I'm not. They asked me to join the Masons. I was like, well, I don't know. I hear there's some kind of fucking initiation. They're like, yeah. I was like, well, what happens? I got to screw a sheep. They said, we can't tell you. So that's oh, not man. the right answer, man. <laughs> it's not the right answer. You're going to make me screw a sheep while you're pissing on my back. I ain't fucking doing it. 
Come on, bro. Um, it's, it's do I, no, I don't go into conspiracies so much. I, I don't. I, I apologize. I think they're really exciting and they're fun. Um, oh, yeah. But I don't they're, believe the evil. I don't believe the, the evil that greed is. I believe that greed is probably the biggest evil in the world and the root of all other evils. And I don't believe that greed plays well enough with other members with greed. I do believe that greed could align very easily with other greed, but eventually that greed gets exposed too brightly, so much that the world wouldn't be able to see, and only because of its own, its own evil. You know what I mean? You work in that much evil, it gets exposed. And it gets exposed in an obvious way eventually, you know, that makes it through the courts or whatever. And uh, the, the large conspiracies where people seem to think that there is one person somewhere that's just so evil. Uh, I don't go in for them. So I was listening. Yeah, yeah, I just don't. Yeah, like, because think about it. Cobra Commander, first off, where does all these people signing up? To go get shot right. out of airplanes, you know, like what, yeah. what? What? He doesn't have a country, you know. I mean, he just has henchmen. You know, I never understood where the henchmen for the Joker came from either. You know, like you're, you know, you, most henchmen have a really poor retirement rate. Yeah, like yeah, you bro, don't yeah. see them. You know, everybody goes around to the Joker. Yeah, the Joker's yeah. still running around, but he's got a new batch of henchmen every fucking time. You know, like that's a stupid setup. Like only dumb people take that ride. So Bro, I just imagine, you know, we we kind of got on the cruise ship after the, uh, you know, the COVID thing, or or the cruise industry had to yeah. deal with, you know, how to deal with yeah. COVID. Imagine, it was big. imagine like you're trying to get a job with, or you're trying to join Cobra, but you had to go through like the COVID, <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> COVID test for test for COVID. That's a good like, skit, man. For you to join, which you're gonna need to get this vaccination card. Excuse me, put this nasal swab in your nose and yell, Hail Cobra, three times. <laughs> That's the amount of time it takes for it to soak up enough. Uh, and we also get to tell if you're saying it right. Only, only when you say it right do we know that you're right for the job. you got to fucking really put it in when you say it. When you say, Hail Cobra! Right, right. Hey, are we Even, still dealing with COVID? Because we're having the Super Bowl next week, right? Like 50,000 people uh-huh. in one place. Yeah, the numbers are crazy. If you watch numbers, I watch numbers. I watch more numbers than I watch news. Yeah, we're having COVID. It's insane. Literally, yeah. it's insane. Watch more, more over, watch the hospitals that are overflowing with patients. And that's, that's the only concern. I mean, we work them motherfuckers hard, I guess, you know, and I, I that's, that's, it's not my only concern. You know, I got a nephew that's got some problems and I love that kid. And, I feel like even if I were to take three years off of my life by taking the vaccine or more, mm-hmm. I, I know it could be even more. Or even if I turn into an autonomous robot that my government could control to turn around and, and murder, I don't know, Donald Trump or fucking Joe Biden, either fucking one of them, right? If, it, if they could turn me into candidate. the fucking Manchurian candidate and I fucking, I'm willing to take that sacrifice if I believe there is a chance that it would make his life easier. And even if I'm wrong, at least, I mean, like, here's how I think about it. Like, when Jesus Christ went and died on the fucking cross, right? Hell of a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Imagine that no one else ever followed him. And they were just like, oh, well, that's the end of that. 
<laughs> yeah, did he do a bad thing? Tough. Right now, we could all agree that he did this great, awesome thing by dying for our sins. But if no one followed him after that, it, did he do a great thing? I'm going to argue yes. Even, you know, it's like if a, if a bear shits in the woods, does it still smell or something? I don't know. It's, yeah, like, yeah. it's like, I feel like at least my intention here, wrong yeah, as yeah. I may be, sheeple as I might be. But in also some like for the for the vaccine for me, it's like Donald Trump came out with it. He like he did the warp speed and all that. And he said, hey, you should get you should get this. And Democrats, high up Democrats were like, I don't know if I trust that motherfucker. And that was <laughs> that's a stu- like, what the fuck? That seems stupid. But OK, whatever. Now, a little bit of time passes. The power shifts. And what is the difference? Nothing. It's the same fucking vaccine. But now yeah. the, uh, the the opposition politically is switched until it's the Republicans saying, I don't want to take that. And the Democrats are like, give me the vaccine. So <laughs> that's how I feel completely confident knowing that anybody mad about either side of it is only being controlled by a political party. Even my anger towards anybody that doesn't want to get vaccine, vaccinated is, would be d- driven more by the anger that the political party wants me to feel because anger is how they control people. They don't yeah, control people with vaccines. They don't control people with mandates. As a matter of fact, if I really think about it, and the Democrats are smart enough, Here's the way I would here's the way I would kill Republicans if I was a Democrat. I would if I was a Democrat and I was all powerful, the greediest, douchiest. If I raped babies uh, like the QAnon stink, you know, and all I could think about was was shooting adrenochrome into my fucking my my neck. If that was me, right? The way I would kill the Republicans is I would design a disease that would infect the whole world, okay? And it kills people. It's a disease that kills people and it infects the whole world, right? Even my people. I would recognize there's a sacrifice. Now, I would then also make a vaccine. I would make the vaccine and I would mandate that everybody take it. And all those freedom-loving fucking Republicans would be like, I will not! (laughs) And I would say, oh, come on! but please take the vaccine. And they would say, no. And then I would say, well, you know what? I'm going to make it mandatory. And they would say, oh, fuck it. Hey, over my dead body will I ever get that vaccine? And I would say, yes, yes, that's what I'm hoping happens at the next voting turnout. That's what I expect at the polls. It will be over your dead body. A lot of dead people are going to be voting in the polls this next time because there's going to be a lot of them. Because whichever one of us is sheep, I don't. I know I'm a sheep. I was actually talking. I mean, but I'm just. I I at least imagine that my sheepdom that I'm doing has an intention of being good. To not get the vaccine. You there? I'm sorry, yeah, I just hit, I hit my mute because I'm an That's idiot. Good. Good. But yeah, I'm yeah, saying the good. intention of not getting the vaccine seems like it's based in a selfish notion more than the intention of getting the vaccine. And either though, both of those could be wrong. And I'm not saying that people that don't get the vaccine are being selfish. I am saying that the intention, I don't see how it is selfless, you know, for not getting right. it. Right, right, right. Uh, which, which, and I think it's just a lot of people 
don't, you know, they, they, people fear what they don't know. And I think people are just ignorant to vaccines, including myself. Cause I would, I didn't, I would even plan on getting it or want to get it. And, uh, but you know, shit, I was thirsty. I wanted that, uh, I wanted that cruise ship money. You want to go on that cruise ship? I know. Yeah, I wanted to put that on my bucket, you know, strike it off. That certainly made it easier for me to get the vaccine, too, was knowing that I was yes, going to go on a cruise. I was like, you yes, can kill sir. me, man. I'm going to go on a cruise. I'm going to be on a boat, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> man. But I, I don't know. I think, uh, you know. Did you get your booster and all that, too, then, or did you just get your one shot? Uh, no, I took the Johnson & Johnson, so just the one shot. Okay, right yeah. on. So they're yeah. probably recommending that you take a booster now. So how are you reconciling your fears about that? Are you are you thinking about taking it or not? Man, Getting the jab? I, I, didn't know I, uh, I didn't know I had to, but, I mean, I'm already, fuck it, one foot in. You know what I'm saying? I might as well go, you know, go well, I think, tilt, bro. I think it's like within six months or something like that they were recommending getting a second one for the Omicron. I don't know, but, but I, oh, okay. I, 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 yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that's all mm-hmm. I, that's what I know is I don't know. I'm amazed. It don't scare me, but it's like, what the, f- like, bro, have you ever heard of a vaccine where you got to go back three or four times? Like it's a, it's a trilogy. They got a sequel to this shit. Yeah, yeah, I have. Well, think about the flu vaccine, right? Mm. Like every year they have you get a different one, and they don't give you – there's like three different strains of the flu, but they give you the one they imagine is going to be most prevalent, and many times they're wrong, and you could still end up with it. So that's – yeah, I I see – I mean, yeah, I've never really gotten the flu vaccine, but that's the reason I've never gotten it is because I've thought that it was kind of foolish to try and fight this with such a – uh, uh, I understand. That's why I understand how vaccine skeptics are now for for their own opinion. Because that's what I still am on the flu. I'm like, I don't know if I want to suffer that. However, what they say makes sense in their numbers. If they can vaccinate everybody against the common cold that year for even one strain, they can slow down infections of that strain for sure. And maybe it won't be the predominant one. Probably won't be. And probably what they would then say. Here's here's the funny part, right? So if you really think about it, and the flu vaccine works, then of course it's not going to work. It's not going to be the predominant flu that people are fighting against because that flu vaccine worked. You right, follow me? Right, right. Yeah, so yeah, actually, I mean, as I argue one side of the point, I'm really not looking at the truth of the matter. You know, mm-hmm. which which I see over and over inside of this vaccine uh, argument which it seems to go like for people who are like, ah, oh, fuck that. These, these companies are trying to get rich. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, but they're fucking rich. And I'm not saying they're not trying to get rich, but you hate these companies. Then you don't try. I don't trust these companies. Companies are terrible. So what do you plan to do if you got COVID? Well, I already got COVID. Well, what did you do? Did you do anything? Because that's my question. You know, who did you trust there? Oh, I went to the doctors and I got some monoclonal antibodies. What the, what the <laughs> fuck? What the fuck you know about monoclonal? You know more about monoclonal antibodies than you know about fucking the vaccine. Like, are you fucking shitting me? Like, that's your area expertise? I've known you forever. You hang drywall, <laughs> motherfucker. You know, like, I don't, like, I, I'm with you. I'm just as stupid as you. I'm both of those subjects, but I don't imagine that one is going to kill me and then immediately go to the doctor and ask no questions for the other. Right, right, right. Uh, like, Yo, right they, there for I mean, your treatment, the- you're, you, you're trusting the doctor. 
the bro, same guy that you don't trust who told you, like, he's the same doctor giving out the monoclonal antibodies who's telling you, you know, I do recommend that you get vaccinated. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that, and fuck off. <laughs> I won't do that. I mean, as long as you don't, I heard the homeboy getting canceled, so as long as you don't take that ivermectin, you should be good, huh? <laughs> you didn't, but that's, that's the irony of canceling. Uh, is that it doesn't work. That's what I mean to say, even illustrate with the way that I would imagine a Democrat would kill off Republicans. Is that yeah. the way, like, there, there is an equal resistance to the amount of force that you apply. And the so best look, way is not to apply force, but to instead align your, um, your, your, your motives, your inspirations, you know? If you're aligned in something... It, what is that? You think so? People are afraid. I think it. See, it's not really that they don't trust the vaccine. They. It's really about the corporations, like you said. Oh, the. You know these business. First yeah. of all, the average person shouldn't. The average person should not care about what what the big corporation doing because the average person don't understand big corporations. You know what I mean? They don't understand how their life benefits yeah. in every single. They don't well, we can't imagine they're all evil because there are. They are driven by the, the 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 lawful. Actually, they're by law obligated to provide profits for their shareholders. So that we know, one thing we do know about corporations, or should be easily able to see just from our Sunday school, is that they are the personification of greed. Mm, yeah. So I mean, if they are in the business of being greedy and they uh, they benefit off of that. Uh, being greedy, you know, using the individual person. Why? Why is it? It's like a conspiracy theory that people think that these big corporations are trying to find a way to kill you off. But if they kill you off, then they don't got. <laughs> they don't make money to sell their shit to. So, like, how does that make sense? That's the part that really makes me look for other answers than the conspiracy theories answers that I've been given, is because it right. doesn't make any sense to me it doesn't make sense to kill off the people who mind instead it makes sense to kill off the people who don't mind right the, like the right. problem ones the, if you're not going to get vaccinated then you're not falling in line you're the square peg in the round hole so it only makes sense to kill those people and i'm not saying we should kill people or that i agree with it i'm just saying <laughs> that's where my argument starts being like yeah and then just like you say they make money off of people they're going to make yeah, more money giving out the vaccine, right? For sure. So oh. why would they? Why would they want to kill people if they can't? Because this vaccine, they're already telling you to take it three times now, right? Probably yeah. that's going to change. The whole reason we made mRNA vaccines, as my understanding of it, uh, because we actually developed one in Houston, Texas. We have another vaccine okay. developed there in Houston, Texas. Now, here's the thing about that. I'm lying about it being developed in Houston. However, it <laughs> is developed inside of Texas. And okay. I don't know that it's not developed inside of Houston, Texas. And you really live in Houston, Texas, so I'm just trying to bring it home. All right. There you go. But anyway, they make a vaccine there that is like the old kind of vaccine, a small amount of the sickness, not enough to get you sick, only enough yeah, to make you make now. the antibodies. Right. So that your body actually makes the antibodies against the virus. And now you're protected the same way they've made most all before the same way um, that they, they but the new administration, the White House and others involved were not interested in any old technology. 
So even okay. though this old technology kind of existed that they knew they could, they could change this, uh, this swine flu vaccine into one that would probably work for this, for this, um, COVID, which is what right. they did. But they, the, they weren't interested because it wasn't new technology. Now, the, uh, my understanding of the new technology of mRNA is that it is more easily changed as a vaccine to, to uh, then attack mutations in the future. Mm. So as, the, as it changes from one variant to the other, it will be easier to make changes to this vaccine to address the changes in the virus. Which right, you, the, the then, vaccine mutates along with the, uh, with the strains. Yeah, yeah. Well, they themselves, as my understanding, I'm, I'm not a scientist, but they themselves can then make a change to it. So they're like, okay, this is the vaccine we have. But instead of having to make all these changes for this new variant and, and, and start from scratch, kind of, we can actually just make this little change, tweak it here, and now it's good, right? But they right, haven't right. done that successfully for the Omicron. So I wonder... So I, I think we would bitch more about that. If we we're all on board with getting the vaccine, I think we would bitch more about why are you not able to make the technology for the, like, like you made us get it this kind, and that was the worry for many people was this new kind. But now you're not, a, you're not adapting it to the change that you said you had this new kind for. Is that, right. that is probably because you are trying to make money off of the product to its entirety first, and then make more changes. And also my problem with it is that if you make mRNA just for the chance of changing it, then you're really probably not trying to get rid of this so much as you want to continue to see it go on. Now, the only way to want it to, to, want it to go on, though, well, yeah, yes, which, which yeah. I can, we understand would be the greedy thing. That they would do. They would want to use up what they've already made of the old stuff. They would want, not want to destroy their demand for that old stuff by having a new technology for the changing right. variant. You know what I mean? Right, right. They don't want to, they wouldn't, I wouldn't, as a, as a greedy business person, I wouldn't want to make that change if I had, if I was like, shit, I got this warehouse full of this shit. Like, okay, and by making money. By making a technological advance, I actually make this stuff obsolete because who's going to want it? I can only sell it to third world countries, which brings its price down. I had an ROI, a uh, return of interest that I expected on each one of these motherfuckers. I'm losing money. I, I don't want to do that. that. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm saying that's my imagination, and I believe we would be fighting against that possible more if we could get on the board with whether or not we should be accepting the vaccine. We could then be demanding um, more, uh, number one, fucking they don't have to give results of the vaccine for killing people or causing problems for like 75 years, as I understand. That, that should be, we should change that in some way, right? Like, I would like to know so more. They're, they're, in the they're in the clear for 75 years worth of, uh, of side effects? Some shit like that, yeah. Now, that was important to pull out uh, for Donald Trump so that they could get the Operation Warp Speed, because usually it goes through a long legal battle of making yeah, yeah. sure that they're protected, which they still end up protected, you know, so, so it didn't I weaken mean, it necessarily. It sped it along was all, which... I mean, bro, I, I was kind of secretly expecting that shit was going to, the side effect was going to help grow my arm back, but didn't quite <laughs> work. Did you go watch the new Spider-Man movie, try to get bit there yet? <laughs> did, I, did I watch the Spider-Man movie? Yeah, yeah, I did see that. Did you go? To, did you go? Now you're looking for some radiated spiders somewhere. 
Oh man! Oh, on, bro. Bring it on, bro. You're gonna be like that uh, lizard man was doing that, actually. You better careful. Exactly. You shouldn't bro. fuck around with some chemicals because you're gonna turn into a man, a, 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 a villain, maniacal. <laughs> look, you know, I don't suggest it, man. I mean, keep tattooing. You you saying um they said the uh, Johnson and Johnson shot was like a one shot thing but you're saying now they're suggesting a booster that means I got a second opportunity to get that arm bro <laughs> no but if it works man yeah you're super I'm not obviously I'm really I'm really topic but everybody else isn't that's why I'm not I'm less yeah, knowledgeable no. most people think they know so much about it that they become hard in their ideas and and they actually will know less because their ground isn't fertile for learning you know what I mean it becomes barren because it's like nope this is the way it is if I agreed differently I'd be kicked out of my gym my church my social community yeah. right right it, no because I didn't um, know anything about what you were saying that the kind of like the, the two different methods and the old school way and like, all that's super interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's what most people that I know that don't like the vaccine end up telling me that they're most concerned about. And I always look for concern because people will tell me all the time that they're not scared, and I don't understand what they're telling me. First, if you tell me you're not scared, I want to know why you combed your hair today. <laughs> you know, why why you brush your teeth? You know, if you're right, not scared, preventative measures. Yeah, I know you're not scared because you got five kids, so oh, something you ain't scared bro. of. <laughs> Bring it on, dog. you know, like if somebody is not scared, I guarantee they got some sexually transmitted diseases. Like if like somebody is like, I am never scared. Like they are, they have like they they got one eye, they're missing teeth. You know what I mean? That guy ain't scared. I believe it. But if you got all your teeth, if you combed your hair today. You know, if you eat, you eat because you're scared of starving. <laughs> you eat because you're scared of being bored in some cases. Either way, everything you do in life, you wipe your ass because you're scared of smelling. Everything you do in life is going to be a fear. So I always, I always like to understand from the, the idea of fear, how, how I can relate to that and, and come to understand their fears. Because most right. everything, we have the same fears, we just apply different answers yeah. for them, you know? Nah, I, and, I agree. and I see a lot of scientists out there that know way more about this than they possibly could because they're a plumber. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, man. You know this shit in and out. Like, they will tell me some shit about the fucking vaccine, like, on a molecular level. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, you're an expert. Yeah, and, and you're a plumber, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I want to believe you. You know, it's exciting to believe you. But it's also exciting to believe that Democrats, you know, eat babies. Like, that's exciting. I don't, oh, man. Come I on, mean, man. What they don't, they do or they don't. Some people, I got friends that believe that the earth is flat. I do too, man. I do too. <laughs> I do too. You you also believe that it is, or you have friends that do? No, no, man. I mean, I know the earth to be round. I might be wrong, but as far as I know, it's round. Here's how I know it's round because it ain't in it for me to fight that battle. <laughs> I think and the majority of motherfuckers. It's like I could either fight that for the rest of my life or just accept that it's fucking round, you know? <laughs> and it's not going to have a bearing on my life unless I choose to fight against it. Then, well, then the I will be... 
the, it, the issue is only like a big deal because and when we go about our daily life, it don't even fucking matter. Know what I mean? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. either way, either way, it don't matter. But for for I don't know some things like some people just kind of gravitate towards, and you know, for some people like whether they believe the Earth is round or flat, like. Some people, like, they're going to go about their day, and other people, hey, man, they want to talk about it, bro. Right? <laughs> yes. So anybody well, who's, like, too strongly on a, a, a topic, like, you got to tread carefully because especially when, like you say, they're if they're, a science, if they're not a scientist but they're talking about science shit, then, you know, <laughs> you got to tread lightly. But, uh, <laughs> because you're going to make somebody mad or what? What's going to happen? No, nah, just because, um, you know what I mean, that it, the average person, it's like, you. I don't know, for me, it's like a lot of people get their news from, you know, headlines, a quick headline. They don't know the substance of it. So, like, we're talking about the vaccine. Like, everybody's an uh, expert in the va- vaccines. Like, why? why? Why are you taking such an interest in something that really doesn't affect you? So, say, for example, like, if you don't support it, why are you like so loudly arguing the point? Um, you know, I don't, I don't know. Why? Why, why did it? Why is it such a drastic part of your life? Yeah, why is well, it such a big deal for you? For the individual? I, I was hoping know? that that's kind of what you meant because I've recently read uh, just a headline, <laughs> but I read that there is a study. <clears throat> hey, that's where we that, get our news from, right, bro? We well, yeah, the, the, this study showed, I did actually read into it a little bit more. I, I end up okay. reading a lot of more studies and more scientific type stuff. It's still articles, but it's written on the scientific side I mean, of long, it, as long which as isn't as biased. The, as long as you didn't see, like, somebody's comment uh, when they <laughs> repost, like, you know, the repost, no, it wasn't. And they didn't actually open the article. The shit that I usually read is... Uh, is usually not stuff that I see anybody else read. And I think it's actually unfortunate because I think it's probably the stuff that has the least bias in it. You know what I no, mean? That's what I'm saying. So, sir, for example, if I had, a, if I was like largely against the vaccine and you just told me like, Oh, well, they got this, there's this other method that they could use, but they're not using. Like I'm sure right. most people that are against it don't know about that. Yeah, it's you know uh, I mean? in Texas. Is yeah, I, I I tell them about it in that very case because I still would like to see us get over the uh, fucking thing, and I think the vaccine's gonna help. But oh yeah, but, you know. So I I do tell them of of the same, and I guess it's kind of good that I mention it here, so people might be able to research and, and look into it. But you know, yeah, it'll it'll turn into what it is because people get angry one way or the other. You know, they they. It, what what they find in this uh, in in a psycho- psychology study that they've done uh, is that um, hatred of a, another group can give you a sense of purpose for your life. Oh yeah, and we, I mean we kind of it's almost like duh, but now they have scientific data that backs that up that like. People, when they were involved in the KKK, as shitty as the fucking KKK is, and I'm always happy to say that the KKK is shitty, but as shitty as the fucking KKK is, those people got a sense of meaning of life out of hating 
you know, by, and it, it even makes sense in context of like, well, they probably all fucking did fucking potlucks together. You know, they have a sense of community. Like somebody's got to sew those fucking stupid ass outfits together. You know, oh yeah, <laughs> like, like games and anything, bro. It, it ain't got to be a great thing, but yeah, you you being a part. But of it gives you a sense of like family, media right? Too. Yeah, because like know, a gang. So, what what do they know? In the in the they know they if they're crips, they know they hate the bloods or whatever, right? Right, like, right. That's all they know. They don't really know why, or you know. Or or even want to question, because yeah. because to question it would take away their possible uh, meaning for their life. Like they found meaning in every time I write a C, I put a line through it because I ain't down with no no crips, man. Right, but again, <laughs> at the end of the day, that it don't really affect you know the individual life. Now you can say that um, for you know somebody who's deep in it, like actually in the streets, like the the, the street soldiers, like that's different, but. You know, for for the kid that's just like, oh, I want to wear that 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 you know red hat or that blue hat because it looks cool and shit. Like, you know, for some it's shit just a fashion statement. Ah, uh, I, I yeah, I don't know what they do. I know they don't hate colors as much as they used to. <laughs> I know that oh, no. back in the day, in my day, like there was areas of the neighborhood you couldn't go with certain colors. You know, like you just that just yeah. wasn't allowed. You knew better, and if you didn't, you learned a lesson. Which I, uh, it's the same kind of lesson I hear, um, Sons of Anarchy, right? That was a thing. And everybody got mm-hmm. these Sons of Anarchy patches, and then they'd go out on their, on their, you know, weekend warrior motorcycles, and they'd wear their leather with their Sons of Anarchy patch. But it oh, looked they similar. It, you know? They would get checked on it, you know? And, mm-hmm. like, uh, it looked like fuck a real, them all. A real uh, club patch. Yeah, fuck the people who are so small that they can't fucking withstand some imitation, I guess, is flattery. But at the same time, fuck the douchebag that fucking puts it on so that he can try and steal a bit of that valor. Like, I'm cool, I got a patch. And also, fuck that bitch that takes it off afterwards, after he learned the (laughs) lesson. Because, like, really, like, I don't know. I don't know. Fuck them all. Like, I don't want to be on either end of it. It's tough for me. I I, I sometimes have problems with biker clubs because, um... Oftentimes, people aren't judged on their merit, but instead their stature inside of the club. You know, and I have like you, people to be judged on their merit. Uh, bike clubs. Yeah, I get guns pulled on me occasionally, and uh, and it. I'm never good when a gun's on me. I'm never good. Bro. Like I've always been the wrong guy to have a gun on. Like, cause like I'm, I've always been ready to die. So mm-hmm. it's like I feel like it might be that moment, and I'm going to laugh as a ghost in fucking heaven or my next challenge knowing that you're getting punked out in your ass or living a life behind bars. Like, <laughs> or living with the pain because I don't think you take life without experiencing the pain to your own soul. An understanding of your own mortality then becomes evident in every moment of your life, and you would mm-hmm. have to then begin escaping what you've done. And as you do that, you're going to seek drugs and other things that I know just cause evil and bad things. So I know that very moment that you decided to do whatever, you're creating a world of fucking evil for yourself. So welcome to mm. it, you piece of shit. But yeah, like that's always been my intention. And in most cases, those motherfuckers put the gun down. What, you, yeah, you guys got a gun pulled on you there, didn't you? Mm. That's crazy. Right. Didn't you guys get Damn. a gun? Somebody, somebody got a gun pulled on them in Baltimore, right? 
in Baltimore. Oh, uh, um, oh no, no, no. I thought uh, that's what you were mentioning. No, no, no. They pulled a knife. Okay. They pulled a but knife. Say, that's what it was on Neil. <clears throat> what? What? Why? What? What was he doing? He was just outside Ooh. chilling, bro. A homeboy came up. I think I don't know if he tried to sell him something, and they were like, "Nah, I'm good." Like you know, probably right. like stole something from the store. Came up, hey, you want to buy this fucking deodorant or whatever? Like, nah, we good. Right. That fool was well, like, man, what's up? Yeah, what's up? Nah, then he pulled out the knife. Like, what? Like, you think I'm a, a, a joke or some shit like that? Or something to that effect. And, that's what Neil um, said or that's what the other guy said? No, that, the guy pulled out the knife and was like, okay. you think I'm a joke? Because cause we were like, cause they were like, I'm good. I don't want to buy, you know, whatever you got to sell. Yeah. You see yeah, these so fucking like, mixtape. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's like, uh, you know, he's probably on some kind of drugs or a drug addict. Baltimore. So, yeah, he was going through it. <laughs> you got to be careful in Baltimore. How did, how did yeah, it end? Man. Um, I, there was, there was a couple guys out there. He, uh, I think they just kind of, you know, they backed off and like went, went away from him. Okay. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. It's a problem, man. Than that. It's uh, it it's I don't I don't care for Baltimore is one of these places in America that I think was fucked up a long time ago and it's answering karmically for the racism that they encouraged during the uh, during the times of desegregation they constricted a large part of their population because they're black and they decided not to lend any money to those areas well that that's like tying a fucking tourniquet around your foot because you're angry at your toe yeah yeah yeah. You know, like yeah, I'm mad at my I mean, toe. That was the whole era of that, right? Like, uh, kind of boxing people into certain neighborhoods and shit like that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it and it they they fucked up Baltimore especially. And Baltimore's always been racist. The guy who wrote our uh, national anthem was one of the largest slave owners in Baltimore. And oh, yeah. I don't know if you have ever heard the the full national anthem. But it has several stanzas that I have been removed because of their racist nature, like nah, about oh yeah, about killing slaves, about hunting down slaves um, who fought against us in the war, and uh, and and about how the free men kind of reigns over all. I forget what the but free men are obviously shown to imply that slaves are not free, and wow. underneath the uh the the superiority of of the free man which it i don't know it it it, it makes me understand taking a knee at a football game <laughs> you know well, you know america we 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 in america or america as a collective has gotten good at covering up their their uh, cd past huh wait you know, I don't like think right they, they got, you can't get good at it. Everything that you put in the dark will be exposed by the light, and it will be painful. So do something instead like Germany did, not like it's so – I ain't trying to be like, Germany's the best place. But they fucking got a bunch of reminders all around about the shit that they did to Jews. Right, you know? right, right. Yeah. So, like, make a real apology. Instead of having, like, what you should do, instead of fucking being mad when they take down a monument that wasn't erected during that person's time, mm-hmm. that was only erected in that area because of the minority population and the desire to make them feel oppressed. Right, so, right. like, obviously, take that down. Put it in a fucking in a place somewhere. You know what I mean? Put it in a museum. It, you can keep it now. It, but... But have a full story and don't use it like a douchebag, you know, 
Like them statues, if they were put up maybe prior to that, I get it. You know, in even the Southern Cross, which many people think is the Confederate flag, um, but the Southern Cross, that was on uh, several bat, um, tombstones that I've traveled across the country and seen in different areas that predated the Civil War. Right. So if it predated the Civil War, it's an honor amongst those soldiers, and it's almost tainted by the idea now that it was the Confederate flag. And it, it, to me, I don't know. All of it, all of it's, we, we, if there was an actual apology and it was written into our history, you know, and if we had reminders of it that we agreed upon, well, then I think that we'd be able to move forward a little bit quicker. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that needs to be moved forward on. Like, I, I, I never really, really realized that, uh, you know, in school you kind of learn, you got your, you know, your itinerary, I guess, of shit you learn on a schedule. And yeah. then later on in life you find out, like, they just had this thing about um, kind of taking out all of this history from the history books. and they're Like uh, the CRT that everybody's arguing about, you mean? Yeah, all of that. Okay. Critical yeah. race theory, I think. Is that what you're referring to? I, I guess, yeah, all, all that, I guess they're just trying to, they they don't want anything in the books that would even bring the subject up, right? <laughs> I, it's, it's all weird. All of it's weird. I think now, that, like, like, the best place to get taught theories is going to be in school. And anytime you call something a theory, I think that there's a very integral part there. It's the theory part. Like well, theories I, I, are are not not facts, but they're not proof. Okay. Right. Well, yeah. I I'm interested in it because I always see people that get mad and they're like, oh my god, they're teaching the five pillars of Islam inside of my kid's school. Is, and you're so like, is that yeah. Part of like what the reason so? is like that 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 takes that uh, or I guess well, blocks that out or something. No, what it lets me know is that somebody is trying to make you angry. Because where'd you even read this? Where'd you catch mm. this? Are you okay. so involved in your kid's life that you saw this? Or did you see it on some posts that you reposted around Facebook? Well, somebody yeah. wanted you to be mad. Somebody wants you at their webpage. Somebody wants you sharing their memes. Somebody wants to control you. Anytime somebody wants you mad, they want to control you. Easiest mm. way to control somebody is by making them mad. Right? Oh, definitely. Like, definitely. You, you, you know the direction they're going. You oh, can, yeah. you can or, steer them. Or you scare the shit out of them. <laughs> like that's what a lot of people are saying with the with the you know the corona when it first popped out you know you scare people into like buying toilet tissue was the big deal at first right so, right yeah fear well, and um go ahead and anger yeah fear, yeah, fear and anger. anger usually they go they that, coincide bro, bro Yoda <laughs> said that shit well, it, like. It's just, a, it's a simple truth, but I imagine it would be said, because yeah. fear leads to anger anyways, because fear turns to frustration when it's not, when it's not um, addressed in what's considered to be an appropriate manner. It turns to frustration, and frustration turns to anger, which turns to rage, which cannot be fixed. Anger can still be fixed, but rage is, is, is the, you know, so all those things they live together, you know, they're under the same tree. They're, 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 they're in the same roof, I guess. I, I don't know of, of any, I know that most people have their opinions already made and it's unfortunate to, that 
people can't imagine themselves to be wrong more often. Mm-hmm. And and in that, I think they exhibit amounts of Dunning-Kruger effect, and uh, we all kind of suffer. But it it is what it is. I mean, we're all going to suffer anyway. But um, God bless them. <laughs> I actually get lost. Yeah. I don't even know what we're talking about, I guess, anymore now. We talk so much about psychology as humanity. Yeah. I'm lost in, the, in in any actual story. I apologize. <laughs> no, you're good, bro. You're good. I, I, I remember talking about how anger can give people an idea of life. And, uh, and I know that if I see somebody that is trying to keep me angered, then I'm actually, I want to be more fearful of that person because so, they're trying to control me and they're, you know, they cause my cortisol to rise. My stress, my health is actually affected. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, literally, like, if I watch fucking Rachel Maddow or if I watch Laura Ingram, I'm going to fucking come away with a higher cortisol level. Yeah, yeah. And they're going to go away with the, with the ratings and the money. The money in their pocket. You know. Everybody so. worried about the media, but they, they forget which ones that they serve. You know, it's like, you ain't worried about the media. You're only worried about media that don't tell you what you want to hear. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, when you start becoming a fan of certain media, then that's dangerous too, right? Because then you... Mm-hmm. you, you, you I'll like never forget. This. Yeah. Like, like my like aunt told me, she, she, like, she said, I like the Epoch Times. I don't think you should like your news. It's just not a thing. <laughs> you know, if you like <laughs> your news, I bet it's not spot on 100%. You know? that's, just, that's just how you know it's entertaining, bro. It's like when you uh, when you're addicted to like you know whatever your your preference of uh, you know news yeah. outlet is, then yeah, that's the thing. It that's became like entertainment. That. Yeah, straight entertainment. It's like when you go on Instagram. Are you really on there like interested in seeing your friends or or you know you just want to go on there get that little get that little dopamine, dopamine hit because somebody liked your page. And, yep. really and then I, I pushed some buttons. Yeah. It made me feel like I'd, I, I I stopped looking at Instagram because I started to feel like I was that tattoo artist. I was, I was like, I would see work that I liked so much and I would look at, this is early on. I, I haven't looked mm-hmm. at Instagram so closely for a long time. Uh, mm-hmm. But the tattoos are so beautiful, man. I started to think those were the tattoos I was doing. <laughs> you know, I start walking around with that kind of pride almost, like, yeah, I'll do this badass shit. And I go and have to look at my real portfolio and be like, oh, uh, fuck, man, my Instagram is full of some badass artists. That's what I know. Yeah, bro, mine's too. I think I think all of mine's are. Um, yeah, much better than me. Um, shit, I'm still I'm working my way up though. God damn. But you got yeah. any, what's your best, I, I like to ask, because it was asked of me once, OSHA asked me when I was working at Black Ink, and it mm-hmm. was fun, it, it, I think it's the best, I probably should have started with this, actually. it's one of the best uh, things, it's always someone's got a good story of the craziest okay. shit that happened one night tattooing somewhere. Uh, craziest shit. The craziest uh. shit. What was your story? What was your answer to that? My wife uh, was tattooing this girl, and she started flicking her bean, man. She started going down, rubbing <laughs> the little man in the boat. 
<laughs> and, and like my wife ain't into it. This girl's all fucked up. So she did some state all. We found out the story backwards, but she did some state all out in the parking lot before she. We already signed her up, took her money, all this shit. She oh, she, she come, <laughs> and then she couldn't even get her stencil on. As soon as she came, she's trying to put the stencil on the outside of her thigh, and this girl keeps spreading her legs. And oh, she's sitting in a man. salon chair, you know. Candy's going to tattoo her out of the salon chair. She started so it ain't even like a lean back. <laughs> she starts spreading her legs. And Candy's like, uh, that won't work. Well, then she starts to tattoo her, and she does the same thing. She uh, starts to rub her titties and drop her hands down to her fucking, and then start flicking the little bean. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, wow. She, we, so we kicked her out because she broke the light. She broke our light. When I was like, man, you're acting like somebody's oh, beyond drugs. And she got oh, mad because no. we were talking about drugs. She was like, I can't help it if I like to have a good time. Then she grabbed Candy's light and kind of slammed it on the floor for, like, emphasis. Like she was some oh, kind of judge in a, in, a, in a circus of crazy. And then, uh, <laughs> and then I was like, ah, oh, you're fucking with my equipment. Let's just get you out of the shop. You're fucking. Candy, are you worried if I kick her the fuck out of my shop? <laughs> She's like, nope. Uh-uh. The dude came back uh, in. No. Actually, it's hilarious. Because she, 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 you know, all the work's already been done in our, like, so we kept her money. I don't know. People would be mad at me forever, maybe, about it, but they can suck a dick. I still feel justified in keeping her money. She got 100 She started to go down on that man. She got $150 worth of whatever she was looking for. <laughs> you know? It wasn't a tattoo. If she wanted a tattoo, she would have fucking not been rubbing the, you know? So oh, man. She, we kept her money, but the dude comes back in, and he's like, so what would I, would I, I I'll, I'll bring her in tomorrow, I guess, to finish that? And we were like, no, no, she got her money's worth. And he was, he was just some dude who's probably married, because, like, she was a stripper, and he was basically just going to get a blowjob from this whore, you know, from this stripping oh, yeah. whore. Like, he's paid her enough money in the champagne room that now he has her private number, and he takes her out on dates occasionally, you know? And she wanted right. to go get tattooed, and he was like, well, that's a cheap date, really, because normally you want to have food and all this fucking shit that adds up to be more than this $150 tattoo, and I, I'm just going to bone you and fucking nice. be done with it. So, yeah, it was... Anyways, sorry. I'm taking it up your time, out. bro. No, no, it worked out. It worked out. Now, I mean, shit, you know, it's a million crazy stories. I mean, you want some, you want something that deals want to, with body parts exposed? You want some, some, some drug-induced uh, I want the craziest one. You know, you tell me about the time the girl came in looking like a zombie all cracked out. That's fine. Too. <laughs> I, 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 the second craziest is that's fucking in Oklahoma. So I know there's some crazy shit around Houston. Fucking Oklahoma, I seen a girl that, like, I thought her head got shot by a sniper that had baby powder. So, like, she's a windy day. In o Oklahoma's a windy-ass place anyway. And okay. I just see this black girl come out of the, the Quickie Mart as she's yeah. walking towards the tattoo shop. Her head explodes like white powder, like a big that the wind carries down away from her. I'm like, what the fuck was that? And then uh, as, as it continues, she's walking, and she's just dousing her whole body. Uh, she's dousing her whole whole body with uh, with baby powder. <laughs> then she came right up to my boy that was fucking tattooing there, beeline straight for him because he was lighting up a cigarette, and she was like, y'all smoke? No. Can I get a cigarette? 
uh, I, I was like, I got to get inside. I couldn't. I had yeah. to go back outside, though, because she still stayed out there smoking a cigarette and dosing herself with baby powder on the sidewalk. I had to go out and be like, I'm sorry, man, but if you don't mind not making the mess on the sidewalk, because I know you're probably trying to get it on yourself, but you'll notice there's a lot of baby powder all around you, too. And we don't want to have a bunch of coke fiends out here coming out thinking that they got a free line. Right. <laughs> yeah, bro, you got to love the hood, bro. Crackheads, is, man, they classic, man. I had a couple of classic crackheads in my – so it was a dude with uh, one leg. Yo, you know, we have a lot of hurricanes in Houston. So his, his name is fucking Walter, R.I.P. Walter. Uh-huh. Now. But he had lost the eye, and then in the fucking hurricane, he walking through flood water, he step on something sharp. And now he got to no. get his fucking leg cut off. So now he got no. one leg. He's <laughs> yeah, Pirate Pete. What's his name? You said Willie? No, his Walter. name is IHOP. His name is IHOP. IHOP? Oh, my God. Yeah. IHOP the pirate? <laughs> oh, my God. And he, he, had terrible. he had that crackhead voice like this, but he, he also had a beautiful singing voice. <laughs> so really? He was, one of the, he was one of the local characters. You remember the Cinnamon Challenge on uh, YouTube a couple years ago? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You try to eat cinnamon, but it's got that chemical makeup or whatever. It don't let you eat it. Bro, I I know a motherfucker who did it. His name was Roach, bro. Another local crackhead. Roach fucking. We dared him one day. We said, hey, bro, you down this fucking. It wasn't the little spoon. It was the big spoon like you mix the sugar and the tea with. Yeah, the tablespoon. the, The gallon. Yeah, the big motherfucker. We said, hey, if you do this, cigarettes. Uh, beer and a little money for some crack on us. <laughs> yeah, cool. He said, "Cool. Tell me why, bro." He put the whole thing, a mountain of fucking cinnamon, in his mouth, and we thought he was gonna, you know, start coughing, gagging, dying, and shit. Yeah, he downed it, bro. He swallowed the shit. How? He, I have no fucking oh. idea. Oh, I know. I he's one of them dick-sucking crackheads, man. He's out there turning oh. tricks, and he has that saliva on, on point. <laughs> it had to be something, bro, because I'm like, it, does he not even have... He don't even have an esophagus. It went straight in his mouth and landed in his stomach. No so shit. We were so amazed, bro. We were fucking amazed, bro. i never seen it in life. Dog. Did you put it on your TikTok or whatever? No, I didn't. Somebody recorded it, but it wasn't me. And we right were up. so amazed that we were like, fuck that, double or nothing, because we got to see this shit again, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so, listen, without even fucking drinking the beer first, bro, he downed another fucking one, bro, without flinching. It was the most amazing shit I ever seen in my life. So, uh, so he starts to like it or something, huh? I have no idea. But he, he, he took both of them without flinching. Without gagging, so we're like, fuck it. 40 ounces and cigarettes and everything, bro. You, whatever you want. Come on, let's go to the store. And he did that. So he's forever a legend in, in my old neighborhood because he did that. <laughs> I have. Yeah. I that's hop. his name, no, right? No, I that's Roach. No, that's Roach. Roach is the one oh. that did the cinnamon challenge. I hop is the one with one eye and one leg that can sing good. <laughs> and he always right threatened on. to cut you with a, with a box cutter, bro. Crazy shit. So. <laughs> Because <laughs> he's got but one, that's why. He, that's why he threatens you with a box cutter because he keeps always, one on him. Always, always. <laughs> of the, course, the, he the does. craziest shit that ever happened to me, though, bro. Bro, check this out. So one day I walk, 
I walk into the shop, dog, and the shop stinks. I mean, it just it it has a stench in there, like somebody that hasn't bathed in a month, but also has been training for like you know the UFC, right? <laughs> right. It fucking reeks in there. So I look, I see my homeboy. He's tattooing a girl. He's like, you know, if it ain't if he ain't got boobs, he ain't tattooing you. But if you do, he's tattooing them. <laughs> so right. I see he got that girl, and he got another girl like in the vicinity. I'm like, okay. And I look to my right, and I see the fuck this big ass dude, right? And he's just sitting there, stanking like a motherfucker. <laughs> so instantly, I already like know he doesn't dude. know, huh? Yeah, yeah. No, so this dude, I think, as I come to realize, I'm signing him up, talking to him, because the first thing I thought, I'm like, this bitch motherfucker, he know he could have took care of this stinky dude to get him yeah, out. You got to watch your ass. Said, he's going, he's like, fuck, I'm going to tattoo these girls. I'm going to let Da Vinci handle it when he gets there. Right. So, <laughs> so I get in. I, I see he's like, he's like a, a, an adult kind of like mentally. He's on the spectrum, bro. I don't know where at on the oh, spectrum. Oh, okay. But, He's riding on that motherfucker, bro. He's, right? <laughs> he, he's so, got his ticket punched, though, huh? You yeah, don't know yeah, what, what 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 train car he's in, but yeah, man. And he's definitely damn, on board. So he he's in the spirit for a tattoo today, right? I'm like, all right. So you know, obvious. It's obvious, like can't nobody tell him to do what, what to do with his check money no more. So now he's up here for a tattoo. Right. And he wants a fucking Power Ranger tattoo. Hell yes. <laughs> I want the Power Ranger helmet tattooed on my chest, bro. So this guy got to come out of his shirt, bro. <laughs> oh, it's only going to get worse. You didn't make him clean up. You got a shower in there. You're in I'm Houston, man. Nice, you guys got to be used to split steak, motherfuckers. Oh, bro, you, you ain't got a shower in there? No, we don't have a shower in there. Nah, if no, I lived in Houston, so. if I lived anywhere south of, like, say, uh, what I don't even know what line it would be. If I lived anywhere down there, though, I would need a shower every shop I worked at. I sweat going outside. Like there is no way oh, I could. I got. I go up to the Seven Eleven. I come back. You'd be like, Kyle, what the fuck? You go to a water park? Yeah, that's, you know that's, that's me, bro. I, I sweat easily, dog. So I try not okay. to fucking do too much. So yeah, and <laughs> right. It could have been. It could have been like there was definitely a time where that shop, the AC, or, yeah, the air conditioner broke. So we just had to kind of open the door and put a fan. Oh, you know how it goes. Yeah, so it's this rough. Might have been. This might have been during that time. I think it was like it oh. probably quite possibly was. So anyway, the, it's the probably one of the worst like, things about our business. Really is working on stinky mother. Like, it you is. know, I mean, am I wrong? Is there? Like, then, is you know, certainly I, I the smallest the worst. Arm, bro. So I got. Oh, you got to get up close. Arm, oh, you were all in his yeah. armpit, bro. <laughs> so, yeah, he's like you oh, gagged it out, bro. I'm, I'm working. Use green I'm soap. It out, dog. Nah, I Do you use to green do soap? I tried. Right on. Tried to spray some right down in his pit. Try and smell that up. Like, oops, I missed. (laughs) Bro, it was in his pit. It was in his, it was everywhere. It was on. Yeah, his clothes smelled like it at that point. By this point, like, I'm holding my breath while I'm close tattooing him. And then when I lean away to dip into the ink cup, I take a breath, right? I yep. Exhale, okay, I've done that. And I go back in, holding the breath. <laughs> yeah. What you got to do with that sausage breath, people, too, that keep on blowing. They exhale right in your face as they look at the tattoo. Hell yeah, <laughs> bro. That's the worst. That hasn't happened in a long time, but yes. 
hot ass breath right on you. And you know they can't see the tattoo that they're trying to look at, but they still right. blowing their breath. Do you do you do you catch him with the machine a little bit? Like I hit him with the bag. Like oh, like I, I bag up the top of my machine. I, I I brush their nose usually. I try to get their chin or something like that. Like oh, oops, I didn't see your face completely in my way while I was tattooing there doing this thing. It's gonna last forever on you. Didn't mean to do that. Well, you got a little little something on your nose now. <laughs> Bro, I think that they would like think about it and like oh shit, my face is right by this machine that's waving. And you think right. they would look away, but they never do. And nah, I, or, don't, I don't catch them with it, but I'll maybe they would right remember. Away. Like you know, you're going to get a tattoo. Your body's going through a lot of physical, physiological changes. You know, yeah, man. You're yeah. gonna end up stinking. Your breath's gonna end up fucking getting. Your, your mouth's gonna get all dry and shit sometimes. Yeah. No. Yeah. They they and just blowing it right people. on it. Oh, I know. It's like your ass crack. It. You get that damn. Uh, what's that called? Uh, Swamp ass. Swamp ass, ass right? Dumpster butt. <laughs> dumpster butt. So, dumpster butt. <laughs> so uh, yeah, to cap off the story, bro, like after so long, I couldn't hold my breath very well, right? So I had to just start mm-hmm. breathing it in. And I you started start seeing stars? I started dry heaving. I was like, Ugh, Ugh. So <laughs> when that happened, I still didn't want to embarrass the dude. Like, so when the first one came out, I was like, whoop. I was like, oh, shit, I got to use the bathroom. So I went into the restroom, dog, and I got tissue, uh-huh. and I shoved it up both of my nostrils to be able to finish <laughs> this tattoo. It was it obvious, like, hanging out, like two oh, tampons? Or? Oh, no. It, 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 they probably were hanging out, but I shoved them way up there, dog, like a COVID test, dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I made it uh, through the tattoo, and the dude left. And uh, I cussed everybody out, and I fucking went home early. <laughs> Dude, how much does that suck to have a badass? Because it would be fun to do a Power Ranger helmet, too. Right? Oh, it was like, fun. That was the thing. And you want to help out somebody special on the spectrum, you know? Yeah, you want to yeah, give him cool, something you know? to, pr- to show off. But also, yeah, you know, as you do it, <laughs> after you do it, now he's got an excuse to show everybody, and they got to deal with that shit, too. Bro, Maybe was, he'll have an excuse to wash his ass now. I was hoping. Let's hope. I w- I'm hoping so, bro. Man, actually, that dude came back. Um, mm-hmm. he, didn't, he, he didn't stink the other time, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, right uh, on. See? Yeah, he didn't stink the next time, and he got another fucking Power Ranger tattoo. It was on the White Power Ranger, time. Red Power Ranger, which it was one? The White which Tiger. One? Yeah, White Power Ranger. The White, the White Power Ranger. <laughs> yeah, he got it. I, I wish I knew the name so I could say it all like I'm a big nerd and be like, oh, you mean Johnny? Yeah. I remember Tommy, watching yeah. a lot of them, though. Tommy? Tommy. Oh, yeah, I bet it is Tommy. The Ranger, and then he turned to the White Ranger. Then he turned white. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> then he turned white. He used to be, they were like, we don't need green anymore. Green's too big. Yeah. Did, they, so, did they get another green one? Did they ever they replace did. Tommy's? Okay. They did. They did. Um, they replaced them. It's like, you know, it's like they got to sell toys. So really, like, after the first two years, every year after, <laughs> right. they, they replaced it. <laughs> right. But Tommy was so <laughs> popular. got to sell toys. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. And I'm a well, you think it was popular, so maybe, he had, maybe he had the best agent. That, you know, um, It's like, you can't, had, you can't get rid of Tommy. Tommy's well, part of the franchise. Tail, he had the ponytail swag, you know what I mean? I think that's might have been yeah. what it was. He always yeah. reminded me of the second, uh, or of Karate Kid 2, I think it was, where they were still in oh, America, yeah. right? Oh, Karate Kid 3. The bad the, guy. Uh, 
the evil bad guy. Yeah, with the fucking ponytail. Ponytail. Yeah, Steven Seagal looking motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's yeah, back he, on uh, Cobra Kai season three, right? I, I've been watching it. I, I I hate that I do, but I watch it. No. <laughs> Sometimes I watch shit just to hate it, and that's one of those like poor storytelling. I'm watching that thing, and who who do you who is your worst character on Cobra Kai? Mine. Yeah, if you have some um, people, they ain't full of hate like me, but uh, <laughs> which I'll understand too. I just never will get. But <laughs> I mean, I don't have any in particular. Like some of the, you know, some of the, the teenage characters are, are a bit cheesy, but overall, bro, I'm 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 here for the nostalgia, bro. I'm loving it. <laughs> right on. <laughs> I have a problem with uh, little Johnny Larusso's fuck. Not Johnny Larusso. I so forget Daniel his name. LaRusso. Yes, Danielson, little Danielson Larusso's daughter. Oh yeah, <laughs> they write that girl. I mean, she she might be a better actor than I want to give her credit for, possibly. But her, the the way that hold up here. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, sorry about that. But the way that they write her as a character is horrendous. Mm. You know, like, first off, the very first thing she does is she, like, beats up his car. Like, the very first episode, she gets in some kind of hit and run with her friends and doesn't tell anybody about it, right? So that's who she is to start out with. And they never resolve that issue. They never have her come up and be the hero and be like, actually, Dad. I beat up his car, you know, they make something as though it did happen though, because he ends up giving Johnny a car, but they don't say, I actually owe you this car. And eventually Johnny does say something about it. Like your daughter fucking hit me. And I'm like, that's the first time I've ever heard this. Well, yeah, of course I knew it. I don't know. You, you remember watching Lost? No, I didn't watch it. Okay, I was, so I learned from watching that show, I kind of learned a little bit about how to tell stories and how to, like, extend stories, you know, when when a show becomes right. popular. It's like, okay, how are we going to flesh this out? So I would assume, like, Daniel's son was always, like, the classic uh, good kid, and now they got this thing where, like, man, you know, if you really watch uh, uh, Karate Kid, Daniel's son was the fucking asshole, and Johnny was right. actually... Yo, Johnny right. was getting bullied by Daniel's son, bro. So they try and show that his daughter is also this personification of what what a dick he kind of was. Yeah, I think they're they're I think they're gonna they do it kind of like to mirror shit, and you know it's kind of yeah. like poetry. It's like okay, well Daniel's son was like the hero. We're gonna make her the obvious villain, you know, and we're gonna prop up Johnny. Like Johnny's right. actually like shown in a good light, I think. So I I think that's yeah. what it is. She's meant to be like the the asshole that you don't like. Same, same with his son. Remember, his son was a huge douche to right. the the little black kid that that just jumped on the season. Um, yeah, it, I don't know. I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't hate things like I do, but <laughs> I just do. <laughs> I felt, every single good. time that girl would make a decision, she would justify it with the worst reason. She would always be one of those. <laughs> well, they did worse. You know, I, yeah. I, when I run into that with people, I oftentimes. You know, I'm like, well, that's your weakness, isn't it? Like, you're always allowing someone else to dictate your mediocrity, you know? Like, yeah, sure, I'm not achieving anything, but look at this douchebag over here. He's done even less. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. 
People hate to look in the mirror, bro. That's how you feel good by <laughs> diverting. Right. Like, look at this asshole over here. Somebody you know, told me that that is what hate, hatred is, is actually a, is, is a desire to take any time that you felt small or little and make that other person feel that. Not because, but, but it, it, you're hoping to, in a way, get away from being that small little person. No, definitely. definitely. Like pushing on a pull door in front of a bunch of people. And you're like, right. oh, I'm an idiot. So now when you see somebody push on a pull door, you want to be like, what an idiot. Oh, my God. He's so dumb. He's dumber than I was any time I've ever done that. I've never done that, as a matter of fact, exactly. in front of these people. I learned my lesson. That's what I do. Did you go to school? You went to college? Oh, no. Uh-uh. Damn, nope. It's I, uh, like you, the, you very studied in, like, in psychology. Like, you know, and how I like the brain. Work. Yeah. I feel like I'll get more truth from understanding people's brains than I ever will from understanding their politicians or, you know, like they, they tell you, people are always going to tell you one thing, like even about who they are, but they're never who they say they are. They are actually always who they uh, try to be. You know, I mean, actually, yeah, they're always yeah, going to fall short of the person they try to be. You know, right, that's right, really right. the truth of the matter. Like, who they are is not who they say they are. They're actually going to be somebody who falls short of the person they try to be. But you can also know who they're going to be then by who they try to be. And if they try to be some piece of shit, <laughs> when they fall short, they're going to be even worse. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think a lot of people don't even realize uh, that about themselves. Like, you know, you do, a, you know, I'm sure you do a lot of people watching and shit. You just kind of watch people and you. You know, you, you learn shit from that. And I think a lot of people don't do that. Or if they did, maybe yeah. if they did, then they would kind of like recognize their own patterns. And, you know. Yes. So a lot of people have a hard time um, standing outside of their subjectivity or seeing themselves in a third person, like imagining them, them from, um, you know, another spot. But mm -hmm. Christianity brains that one into you. <laughs> That's where I get that. You always got to imagine that Jesus is watching you every move, you know? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So that helps you, in my opinion, in, and a lot of religions can help you do this, and I think it's actually for the better, even if even if the religion, you could say, it's, it's all bad, you know? It's straight up Satanism. At least it makes you think about yourself and your actions from a third-person perspective because well, you're thinking about God or Satan right. watching you. You're always kind of you're always kind of uh, present of mind that you know what I mean. Like yeah, everything you do, it, it might not be nobody around, but somebody's watching and somebody's judging. <clears throat> Whether yeah. it be yourself or other, you know what I mean, like God or whatnot. Uh, yeah, or the spaghetti monster could be Santa Claus. Yeah, if you believe be, uh, enough. What is it? Uh, FSM, flying spaghetti monster. Flies, but, yeah, yeah. But the pastafarianism. The thing is, though, if that help, if that causes a person to do better for themselves on the daily, then, hey, that's a good thing, right? That's how uh, I tend to try to look at it, for sure. Even yeah. if that, that thing overall, you could say, as I was very interested to watch this, uh, this debate they had some years ago on Catholicism and atheism, where they took atheists and they took Catholics and they had them stand in front of a town hall kind of a thing. They're not stand in front of, but they were allowed to debate the subject between the two of them as to whether or not 
um, Christianity, or exactly, Catholicism, moreover, mm. was a force for good in the world. Or, mm. if it was overall was a force for bad in the world. And mm. everybody that came into to witness the debate, um, they all did a questionnaire how they felt prior to going in. And then everybody mm. that left did a questionnaire leaving. And it was pretty fucking uh, interesting. The whole debate, every bit of it, even listening to the pontiffs and the, the clergy that talked, you know, about the good parts of it was very, mm -hmm. like, I came away with a better, because I never really liked religion after being so close in it and, and then getting, like, it don't, it don't have a lot of the answers, you know? Hey, mm -hmm. hey, uh, yes, the pastor, why, uh, why, why God let my dad die? That was shitty, eh? And they're right. like, <clears throat> You know, because uh, the general answer and one of the most angry ones, the, the frustrating ones that caused anger, actually, that would turn to rage, was the one where they would say, um, well, you know, we can't understand God. You, you could look at the face of God and it, it would hurt. You can't understand God, is what they would say. And you'd be like, you know, I'm not really trying to understand him. I'm just asking why he did a dick-ass move, motherfucker. Like, you know, Dad kind of was part of the family we, we all needed. You know, he was kind of the yeah. Captain America for the team. Um, and yeah. you took that away, and now we're falling apart. Uh, they, the best answer, though, any ever gave me was that uh, it was almost teamed up with that thought, but it was a more poignant, it was like, hey, we can't understand everything in the world. Not necessarily we couldn't understand God. But moreover, life itself without trials would mean nothing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And God knows this. And perhaps is preparing you for some greater thing. You right. know? Like, like all of that. And, and even in that, you want to, as a teen, I wanted to be like, ah, fuck you, dick. Because I wanted right. him to fail my test. You know? Right. Uh, he's actually the pastor that eventually married my wife and I. So he oh, didn't wow. he didn't fail at all, but um, it succeeded on some level. My understanding of Christians as a group and then Christians as individuals is is based a lot on on him, because mm -hmm. as a group he can act and and vote more importantly one way. This seems counter to the way that he is as a as a person. He's you know great person, and not that he he votes not great but it will oftentimes be for things that i don't that don't line up with christian ideals you know and, yeah. and i shouldn't i vote is one part i should say more support uh by political affiliations and it's almost like even as a christian that it, there's an understanding of making a deal with the devil to bring about god's glorious end <laughs> which which uh, knowing the history of intentions is funny because, of course, it will never end with God's glorious end, even even that it says so in the Bible. You know, you can't start out making deals with the devil and expect to be in heaven. You know, right. your, your good intentions will pave a road straight to hell. That's what all those stupid analogies is about. You think, you think we're doing a good job? We're going there or... or, or heaven or hell? I think... Uh, you know, it's all about the struggle. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah. We're we're always a little there. We're always a little not. And it's it's like it's that stupid ass fucking Star Wars movie. <laughs> it's a, you know, it's the battle of the forces. Um, yeah, you know? it is, bro. 
And where we go, no, I don't think there's a heaven or a hell really so much as a, there's a, there's, you know, just inherent good. And the reason I think you do good is because it draws good inspiration to your life at that time. Doing good for other people is the one way to escape the inevitable end of dying yourself alone, which is going to happen to all of us. And the only way that you ever escape that is doing something good for another person. I swear to God. The other ways are all uh, temporary escapes. You know, you know bro, but that, when, that's a great point. Go ahead. Well, well because you sit, uh, the reason I think that is I bet sitting on, you never hear any, everybody talks about what they do on, the, on their deathbed. Like, I bet you don't think about doing this or that. And you're not. You're not. Like, I love playing Call of Duty. I bet mm-hmm. on my deathbed I'm not going to be thinking, damn, I wish I fucking reached legendary one more time. <laughs> yeah. You know? Wow. But I yeah, bet I am thinking, man, I wish I spent more time with my family, my friends, my loved ones. I wish I nurtured this relationship, that relationship. Right. It, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. So I, I, um, it's, I, I, I'm, I'm starting to... You know, like I said, I got divorced uh, a while ago, and, you know, the older you get and the more experience you have, then you realize, like, time is a, but, is a you know, time is a precious commodity or a precious, uh, what do you call it, resource. Love yeah. is as well. So in the end, you know, I've seen, you know, somebody, they're always announcing, oh, this person is in a billion-dollar bracket now. This person's the richest, you know, per person on the planet or whatever right. at the end of the day you know you see people with tons of money and they start like elon musk he, you know this guy has more money than he he needs but he still has a, a need and an urge to impact the world and you know you, yep. you realize like like you said on your deathbed bro you don't want to die alone trust me so and i know i know well, i don't want to die alone so i'm trying to we all don't love goddamn but let's be honest we all do like I find oh, yeah. as depressing as that thought can be, I, I hope it inspires uh, inspiration because it is the one suffering, the one unavoidable end that everybody, regardless of start to finish, political affiliation, gender, any fucking box you want to put somebody in, everybody shares that, you know? Yeah, yeah. So like, and, and that we share that suffering, then we also share this unique thing about life and it, it, I hope it can be triumphed. You know, we all die alone. Yes, I want somebody to be in the room. But unfortunately, yeah, but when they, we they take that step, that one step. Goodbye, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I want to feel like I impacted those same people positively, right? Like, mm-hmm. I feel that's, that's that's the way you continue to live is you live on through them, through the impact you had and the, you know, the, the effects you had on people and that ripples, you know, yep. long after I, you pass yep. away. I didn't name my son Kyle. I named him after my father for the same purpose, you know. Like, I really feel like, and I don't mean to ever put any weight on the kid like he's got to do this, right? But I feel like if I do my job good enough, then somewhere down the line, somebody that I helped make is going to be named Kyle as a homage to me. There you go. You know, as opposed to me kind of like forcing it and being like, you're Kyle Jr., motherfucker. Why? So that I can steal your social security number and get another credit card. <laughs> yeah. Well, Why? Because the Comcast bill was in my name and I fucked that thing right off. So. Right. Well, I, I read a, a little something earlier in the week, probably yesterday, 
it says something to the effect of uh don't give your your kids everything you didn't have teach them everything you didn't know you know what i mean so right you know as long as we do that, you make we're on a good path. So, like, if no, are you no, naming you... him after your father, you know, I'm sure your father was a great man, to, you know what I mean, in your life and <laughs> for the people around well, you. So, naming him that, that, that just sets him on a certain path, to, you know what I mean? It's pointing him in the direction of greatness, basically. We all, I, I, I think so. I hope so, I guess. I, you know. One of them things, right? You'll never know. I question yeah. everything about because I also know how often I I feel that I fail in so many other categories. So you always feel like uh, you're. I don't know you. I was. I always feel like I'm failing my son in many categories. But oh uh, man, I feel that every day. I think that's part of you know that's that's really my drive. Like is impressing my sons pretty much and. Just like with your artwork, or, or at least mine, every tattoo I do, no matter how close to perfection I can get, it's still never good enough. I'm like, damn, it's just one little fucking mistake that I noticed, and shit, it ain't perfect. I can do better. And, you know, you kick yourself in the ass. Yeah. But that's what do you, you, uh, you really care. When you take a picture of your tattoo, do you... Uh, do you then have the customer wait while you study it? Mm. I, usually what I do, once I finish up, I put my machine down, I give it a, a real good wipe down, and, uh, yeah, I just take a look at it from there. I, do, I don't do, okay. like, an extensive one because a lot of the times the clients, they don't understand all that. They're, once they're done with their tattoo, you know, it's been a couple of hours, they're ready to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So yeah. every now and then, if it's something that I know that's, like, a, a mini milestone for me, I'll be like, yeah, hang out for a little bit. You know, let's come back to it in 20 minutes. Yeah. So let's go smoke. Let's go have a drink, you know. Get some fresh that. eyes on that bitch. Exactly. And so That's a lot a, of the times, because I don't do it right then and there, like I go home and study it, and I call a person like two hours later or, you know, later that night. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I yo, I need you to come back in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I've got a, I got a, I just rescheduled a, um, because I, we had COVID recently. We got COVID in Minneapolis. So I had to reschedule an appointment that I told this girl right away. I called her up after leaving, and I was like, hey, I need to get in there with a the three-liner. I think I actually I told her before she even left. I was like, I don't have the time today. But I'm, right. and it's a really impressive tattoo. We did a lot, big work and all that, so it's good for the day. But when we're fresh, we're going to come back at it. We're going to hit some three lines. We're going to tighten up a few of these little spots. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see the That's guy. The, the, the reason I feel we travel is always to get more information, right, and to become better studied in our art. This oh, kid definitely. that I work next to, he comes out, and I see him. He sits his, he does his whole tattoo on the guy, and he takes a picture. And I see him walking around looking at the picture. And I'm thinking, man, this guy's super absorbed in his tattoo. You know, he's a really cool guy. Uh, right. I'm like, man, this guy's really super absorbed into his tattoo. He's kind of surprising me. You know, mm. like he must think it's awesome. Like he is straight up studying. Then he, he came back and he set the guy back down. And I'm like, oh, you're not done? And he goes, no, dude, every single time I do a tattoo, I take a picture of it. Before we're done, I let the client know we're not done. And then I look at it through the camera because he says, I always see things in the camera that I don't see looking at it. And I always feel that way. When I take a picture, I'll see something in the picture. I'll be like, oh, my God, I'm a fucking always. idiot. 
always. Right. And I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's because it's a still image versus, you know, like an arm that Some. you're rotating and looking at. Yep. But, yeah, yep. it's always <laughs> obvious when you look at a picture. You're like, oh, shit, it's standing out. So that's the free information to study or people studying to be tattoo artists on this podcast. If you've listened this long enough, then you deserve yep. it. <laughs> and because you've paid so much and having to listen this long, remember it. <laughs> Take a picture of your shit, study it, yep. go back to it, and make it right. Because you know you done fucked up. There you go. Every I, I like that. No tattoo's perfect. I, I like that you feel that because you know that's I feel you know the same. You, like I yeah, can't do a perfect great. tattoo. I always try, but you know, just like the pursuit of a more perfect union in America, uh, we will never achieve it. And we yeah. we recognize yeah. we will never achieve. It. Like if I did a perfect tattoo, I guess I would quit, right? Yeah, you you might do that. You might be like, if there's nothing left for me to do, and I'm not gonna right. end it on a lower note than this. So let me let me go ahead and I'm, end it. I'm never gonna do better than that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But so just think if that's what Eminem thought with "Hi, my name is," and he's like, oh, "Oh no, man. I'll never make this eight mile shit." Man, come <laughs> on, bro. Come on, man. Is he is he uh, eligible for uh, the Hall of Fame yet? Uh, rap Hall of Fame, Eminem. Yeah. I would. Yeah. I, is there uh, is there a Rap Hall of Fame? No, no. The Music Hall of, or what is it? It's either rock and, rock and roll, roll or I know exists. Yeah, they I got uh, Grandmaster Flash in there, I understand, which is kind of yeah, funny. Him, uh, <laughs> inducted, uh, what is it, LL Cool J. He inducted uh, Run DMC. And he's oh, doing I didn't the Super know. Bowl this year. Yeah, he's doing the Super Eminem Bowl this is. year. With, uh, yeah, yeah. That's kind of awesome. That. Yeah, him, Dr. Dre, uh, Mary J. Blige. So it should be dope. Yeah, it's his time. So there was a time said, I didn't like him, but then he patched it up with Violet J, and I was like, "It's okay." <laughs> right. I'm, I say, I'm kidding. I say we need to uh, have a tattoo hall of fame. Like some, we need to work on that and and develop our official tattoo hall of fame, bro. Because you're definitely in it, dog. Well, I'd be honored, obviously, to be in it, but only if the people I truly deserve think deserve to be in it, like. Uh, First off, living legend Jack Rudy, and oh, and, yeah. and Shanghai Kate actually. Kate's got to be in it. Probably Mike Malone then too, and certainly Sailor Jerry. But then oh, yeah. we start putting people like that in there, and I think that I'm gonna ruin and impugn its name. You know, <laughs> like oh that don't work. And there ain't no way it couldn't have Lyle Tuttle and Crazy Eddie. Oh my God. And then you know, I couldn't be. I don't know actually if Lyle was up there and fucking Crazy Eddie was up there. I would, yeah. I would, I would want to be up there so bad. Oh my God! Yeah, they, they should they would be. be the year one inductees. They would be the year one inductees, and then every year another, well, like, uh, you know, another handful gets added to the list. So yeah, man, it, it'd be uh, a cool fucking list to be on. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. I still got. I've uh, Lyle Tuttle and I are awesome friends. Uh, not true, I guess, but we were friends and he knew my name. That's the part that I like. Like well before I was ever on a TV show, I met Lyle, befriended Lyle, um, hung out with Lyle, drank with Lyle, listened to stories endlessly. Like that was my, the reason I would go to Massachusetts every year. Wasn't the yeah, only reason. And I got a lot of friends in Mass, but it, right, it's just to hang out yeah. with some of these legends and like get some stories, you know what I mean? Get experiences through them. 
Let me give you a Lyle story. Listen to this. We go, we go there. I'll, I'll tell the story a million times on this podcast, I think, because it's one of the funnest moments in my life. Uh, and it's always a reoccurring. Like, so we go to the tattoo convention. It's an awesome tattoo convention. They've got a pool out in the middle of everything, and all the hotel rooms are around this beautiful, beautiful pool. Right, this pool has like um, you know palm tree type shit, and it's got a little island that you can kind of float around, almost like a lazy river. And they keep it like a nice warm sixty-two degrees or something. It was actually crazy how cold they would always keep it there. I feel like they didn't want all the tattoo artists to take their clothes off, and it was always in the <laughs> middle of winter. Like anybody that gets in there ends up with blue lips, but it's it's beautiful, right? So right, we're all right. walking around this. I already met this kid earlier today. He's there with his girlfriend slash apprentice. Okay. All right, he's teaching her to tattoo because that's a smart move um, to teach your girlfriend <laughs> how to tattoo. Uh, I did it, but not everybody pulls it off. Yeah. Uh, so, like this child, he did this weekend was a breakup for them. As I walked past their room, I already met this kid. Uh, explain. Lyle shows up, and we knew about Lyle showing up, but we didn't see him yet. Lyle kind of goes through the same routine, makes sure he gets whatever kind of stuff to make him feel right, good, and happy in order. And by that, it's usually some kind of drugs and alcohol, right? Okay. So, um, so he's, he's getting right, you know. And mm. I should, drugs, alcohol, and often sex, quite often okay. sex. So uh, he, he's, nobody's seen him yet. But sometime later after we knew that Lyle showed up, we were walking, my wife and I were walking around that pool, and the, the patio door was open as we hear an argument coming from the the, the room of our friends and we hear the one saying to her I don't fucking care who it is and me and his eye meet as we pass you don't suck his cock <laughs> oh fuck oh, I fucked dear. up the punchline because it isn't what he said he said I don't care if it was Lyle oh, <laughs> you don't <laughs> suck his cock I figured that's what he would that's what they were talking about <laughs> Man, I messed up the punchline, dude. It was so it was so awesome though. That very moment, I uh, I'm just like Lyle's a guy because this girl's like 23 or something like that. He's like 80, 89, a million. He was actually I think like 81 or something at the time. But he's lived yeah. a rock and roll lifestyle and he's still banging these young broads. And uh, yeah, he did. <laughs> you just like, this guy's awesome. One time he got with another girl at the show, and she's a young girl, like 23 again. So he's, he's, I'm guessing he's banging her because the way she's proudly portraying him, she's bringing him around to everybody. This is one of the funnest moments for me yeah. because it was the moment I knew that we were actually friends. You know, nice. I mean, like, I, I've always idolized this guy. I've listened to his story. It's been years. We've been coming back and seeing each other. But I've never imagined myself to be his friend. I've always imagined myself to be somebody in his industry that obviously respects him and looks up to him. You know, mm -hmm. nobody that he would think of like that. And she's coming around, and she's introducing him to everybody. Right? Mm -hmm. Like like they don't know. And she's just the newest whore on the block, which is we all do know. Right? right. And so <laughs> she's like, and this is Lyle, living legend, Lyle Tuttle. I didn't know. This is, uh, help me with your name. And they did that. And he said, this is Kyle and Candy. It's good to see you again, Kyle. <laughs> because she, you know what I mean uh, it's just like yeah bitch <laughs> he yeah. even gave her a little check on it like yeah listen slut uh, these, these are my friends uh, you know yeah. Lyle had uh, he would have Red Sox pictures do I talk about the Red Sox pictures you know what 
I don't know that that's safe. That's a conversation for another person another time. Okay. We'll leave yeah, the Red yeah, we'll Sox out of it. If people know about Red Sox, <laughs> they know about Red Sox. But uh, if people don't know about Red Sox, they have yet to learn. And I've got actually some friends on that are the best source for this story and also that can give me permission to tell it or not. I feel that. I got, <laughs> hey, I just thought of a good one, too. So I don't know. So I'm, I'll just say this. Have you ever had a... You know, you come up in the game and you idolize guys ahead of you who, you know, laid that path and stuff. So, like, when I got into the game, Ink Master was probably well, – what what Ink Master was, 2008, 2009? Uh, 2010, right? 2010. I started tattooing in 2008. So, okay. right when I'm, I'm kind of, like, gaining my you – Getting know, your elbows wet, yeah. Yeah, You're getting yeah, deep getting in deep it. Deep into it. That's when like you guys came out. So I'm looking at the Ink Masters. I'm idolizing you all. I'm looking at. So it's kind of surreal. I don't know if I ever told you that. It's kind of like surreal for me to like really be on this conversation with you right now. I'm like, bro, I'm talking to an Ink Master that I used to watch and be like, one day I'll be there. You know what I mean? So <laughs> that also it's crazy. like full circle. Yeah, well, it definitely uh, is. But Vinci, I, have you ever have you ever mm-hmm. met one of those guys and just like was like surprised that like you, or have you ever seen that movie Get Him to the Greek? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So I had a Get Him to the Greek moment. Now we can save that for the next episode or whatever. No. But, why? What happens? Go on. No. Oh man. So yeah. Uh, you know, imagine who was who was like at the top of the game in 2008, right? So. Of course, the way I think, I look at everything like a competition, you know what I mean? But it's only like a, I'm really in competition with myself. So I look for who right. are the best artists available. I study them, and I try to get that good. And, you know, as you get better, you, you look for better artists too. But anyway, so one of the guys I really looked up to, bro, I Clint, had to get him to the Greek moment with this cat, right? Clint Cummings? Who was it? Oh no, I can't. I can't say they're still active. I can't okay. say it, bro. Okay, yeah, but I'll oh, because it's later. one of those get to the Greek moments. Oh yeah, Go on. it was. It was one of those, bro. So it started out. We were at a convention. It was this, you know, a hot, a uh, hot sales chick, you know, very attractive young lady, um, catching the attention, you know, to make the sales. She caught the attention of an artist. The artist, um, I don't know. I guess they kind of were eyeballing each other the whole way. I went to the booth because... Yeah, they're eye-fucking a little. <laughs> yeah, what what she... Well, I'll fuck it. I'll give this part away. I mentioned earlier I was into toy collections, right? So right. the booth was a 3D printer. So I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to go get a fucking little action figure of myself, right? I'm going to get that shit. So I went. I talked to the person. Uh, the girl was like, yeah, I'm actually into cosplaying and anime, you know, so I dress up and go to conventions. I'm like, oh, okay, that's what's up. So we kind of have similar interests. So we ended up kicking it after the, after the convention, right? We're at like the, the after party where everybody shows up. And she's telling me like, yo, this is dude. And, you know, he kind of been trying to get at me the whole, the whole time. I'm like, well, you know, I mean, if you're into it, go ahead. Why are you asking me? And she's like, oh, well, you know, there were some indicators why she it, it wouldn't be right for her to do that, right? So I'm like, oh, okay. that changes things. That changes things. I was like, but, I mean, I don't know who you're talking about, and I don't really know you, so hey, that ain't me. I, I don't know. Don't ask me. And then right. in walks Because you're just going to involve me in somebody else's drama. He's, exactly. he's married or something. 
Right. Yeah, okay. So and she's trying to make you the go-between. She wants you to go and do the dirty work of letting him know that he can get a piece. Uh, so the guy, he walks in, right, and she's like, oh, that's him right there. And I look and see who it is, and I'm like, oh, shit, that's, you know, a, a, a notable a person that's, you know, <laughs> that uh, another artist would know. I'll put it like that. Okay, and I'm right. Like, oh, that's shit, our I'm hero. Out. They come over and they sit down. I'm thinking they're going to come sit with me and shit for whatever reason. I'm big-headed. But they come really <laughs> to sit with the girl, right? And I'm still not clicking because I'm in, like, starstruck mode. So I'm ready to pull out my portfolio and, like, yo, yo, my guy, can you check me out? You know, give me a critique and all that. And this guy, right, while he's working some game, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, like, I'm yeah, to get to the to the punani. So, right. Um, long story short, he's like, "Hey, let's dip out of here. Let's go." You know, like they're trying to go to the strip club and shit. I'm like, "Oh, bro, okay, but I just broke down, you know, a giant extravagant um <laughs> booth at the convention. And I'm a little bit, you know, unfresh, so I need to go freshen up. But I don't, I don't have a hotel where we were. It was nowhere clear." close to where I was. So I say, hey, do me right. a favor, I'll do you a favor. Like, he, he wants the middleman, he wants to use me as a middleman to, like, get her to go along on this adventure, right? So I'm like, right. some deodorant. We go up, he gives me, you know, he's like, all right, you know, put a little bit on, you know, wipe it down and then take a little bit fresh, uh, the fresh shit, put it on a, a napkin or whatever and rub yourself down, right? So Right, yeah, I'm oh, yeah, old school. Right? That's, how you, that's how we did stencils. That's the yeah, clean way so to use the stencil, right? Yeah, so we do that, you know, a tattoo, a tattoo version of that. And uh, while I'm doing that, this dude is uh fucking, he's ref he's freshening up himself, right, with a nice can of uh, aerosol, right? And and, it, and he ain't taking shots to the fucking armpits. You feel me? You understand? What right. I'm saying? Yeah, he, he's 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 shooting his gold bond in his butt crack and, and ball sack. Nah, nah, he's take he's taking the, he's taking that hit straight to the lungs. Bro. Whoa, so, what? Yeah. Aerosol? Aerosol can. So apparently, like, you know, like huffing. I don't know if you remember back in the day, huffing. Yeah. Like, you know, Carl Floral Carbons. Carl Floral Carbons. So, you know, he took a nice CFL. Of fresh air. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. You get that's, you get down like that. It's going to be a That's freaky shit, type. though, man. Bro, yeah. it's like some whippet type shit, right? Yeah, yeah, what the fuck? That's so some poor kids in Bangladesh it. getting high by spraying gold paint inside of a plastic baggie. What exactly. the fuck? Bro, that's some gangster shit, bro. So anyway, that happens. I'm like, oh, okay, that's what type of party this is, right? I right, smoke weed. yeah. I don't, I, I'm a boring guy. I smoke weed. Yeah, I ain't fucking with your fucking aerosol can. You're, you're awkward that. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. My, hair will, my hair will be flat and my lungs will be clean. Yeah, I'm like, all right, that's cool. So let's keep it pushing. Like, cause I'm not going to lie. Probably, I ain't going to say against my better judgment, against, uh, I should say for my lack thereof, because, you know, I'm with the shits too. I'm like, fuck it, let's go party. I'm chilling with somebody that, you know, I admire. Got a pretty lady here. Fuck it, let's get it. We go to the strip club, strip club dead. I'm like, yo, y'all want me to take you to the hood? <laughs> so oh, because it's... Taking... <laughs> It was in so Houston. Taking, yeah, it, northeast side of Houston, bro. The grimy part, bro. I'm from, Dude, what, you get this guy some crack rocks? Come on. No, no, not at all. <laughs> hell no. Nah, nah. Hell no. Nah. Treat him right. 
No, hell Your hero that crashed that day. You didn't even, you lost so much respect for your, for your, <laughs> you're like, dude, oh, no, no, this no. guy hey, no, is like a normal it's human. The it's the opposite. You gained right respect for him? Awesome. No, he gained respect for me. So <laughs> I'm out there, we, we're at the strip club. The strip club's dead. So I'm like, you want me to take you to the hood? Because I know in the hood, there ain't no three feet rule. I mean, yo. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. It's going yeah. down, right? So it's like right. no rules. So we go to my side of town. It's by my tattoo shop. I'm like, oh, yeah, let me show you my tattoo shop, all this, this, and that. We end up at the club. Um, this motherfucker pull out his whole wallet, dog. As soon as I see that, I'm like, I can't have fun now, bro. I know where I'm at. I don't know where he's from or where the fuck, you know, he grew right. up. But, but that wasn't a smart move. Out. Not at all. Bro. Yeah. So now I'm peeping game. Uh, of course, all the strippers see it too. So now they on him like piranha. Well, that's why he pulled it out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I'm scared, bro. We nah. We're I, again. We're in the hood, so bro. The strippers right. will fucking rob your ass. So I, I see that. I'm right. Like a group of young cats come in. They look like Jack boys, you know, or they look like they could jack somebody. I'm like, okay. So I gotta watch them too. I just couldn't enjoy myself. This fool is turning up past 10, 12. He's at 1,000, bro. Like, he, you know, he's right. starting to sparkle. He's shining so hard, right? <laughs> okay. You know, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, hey, bro, have a, have a bottle of water. Like, pace yourself. Right. He's really going hard. He's not Yeah. Fuck. And the girls are happy to feed into it. Don't forget, we brought that one girl with us, right? So okay. she's yeah. on one, too, bro. She is on one. So now she's feeling herself. And she's like, yo, okay. give me some more money to throw. So he's just pulling out, like, wads of money, giving her money. She's just throwing it at these strippers. So now I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, she knows these chicks. And if she don't know them, she gave them, like, the, the, the signal. Like, right. they're giving a, right. giving a juice right. for all the money, right? So right then, I go tell homeboy. I'm like, hey, yo, we got to go, bro. It's time to go. He's like, what, what, what happened? What happened? You know, he's a little bit on edge. You know, I'll say that. Right. And uh, I didn't even have a drink. That's how, like... Well, he does want to stay. Oh, he wants to stay. He's like, bro, what are you talking about? It's time to go. He's like, what happened? Right, so, yeah. It's an emergency? Nah, bro. I said, let's go. I'll explain later. Uh, as I'm telling him that, old girl grabs his wallet and his cell phone out of his hand, right? And he just looks uh -huh. at me like, okay. And I'm like, what are you doing, bro? So they disappear within, like, a second and a half. And I'm like, bro, we gotta go. If you go back there, bro, nah. You know, like I'm he's still, in protection she's mode. Still got, thinking, she's still yeah, got. She's got his wallet still though. Got still. His shit, and she went to the back. I'm like, we gotta go because I'm thinking, bro, whatever money is in there, leave it because they That's set theirs. the trap for you right now. And I'm thinking, bro, I'm about to get this this goddamn world renowned tattoo artist. This motherfucker gonna die on my watch. I can't let it happen. Right. So now it's like I got to get him to the Greek because I'm trying to get him the fuck out of there. And he's like, no, nah, I want to stay. I'm like, bro, it's a trap. Like, you know, General Akbar said in uh, Return of the Jedi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I go to the bouncer at the front because, you know, that's my local club. So they've seen me before. I, I ain't really been in there. Okay. They've seen me. They know I'm down the street. Right. Long story short, and they know, say, hey, they know the shyly ass bitches that I hire. Oh, of course. I said, hey, man, you ever seen that movie, Get Him to the Greek? They said, yeah. I said, boy, it's happening right now. I said, yo, my man got a flight at 5 in the morning. I need to get him the fuck out of here, and he just disappeared. So they spent about 10 minutes fishing him out. Um, he found his wallet uh, in his phone. He get his money? 
I think she still had some of the money from out of his wallet. And oh, he was for like, sure. Oh. He was like, oh, what about old girl? I said, man, fuck old girl. She's the one trying to get you. He's like, what? I said, man, fuck that bitch. I threw him in the back of the car. Like, I forced him in the <laughs> back like, of the car. like, no, that bro. girl likes me. She yeah. likes me. He's still mad at you to this day. He's still, he's still pissed <laughs> yeah. off about you, mama, him and him. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, I was going to get a piece. Tenderoni, you know, he was so excited. He was about so to like, lose his kidney. So he was going to wake up with a scar. Exactly in a fucking Croatian hostel, bro. I'm telling you, that <laughs> so we dip out. We make it to my shop three blocks away, and I grab my pistol because I'm thinking like maybe them girls like know the Jack boys. So I'm just paranoid. I just don't want nothing to happen. So I grab the pistol. I'm like, all right, bro, we can go back now. But I just had to grab my pistol, and he's like, right. Well, he's like, well, shit. Let me see the pistol. I was like, oh. he's like, nah. Let me see it. He ca- he grabbed yeah, it. He, drunk he motherfucker. He was looking outside. He just like he's 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 getting himself crunked up. I'm like, what the fuck? And then he looked at me he, like, ju- he said, here, take this shit back before I shoot somebody. No shit. Yep. You in the yeah, wrong. So, so then I'm glad he realized. Yeah. So he he pulls out. Um, let's see. He pulls out another. Uh, you ever played Super Mario? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know when you when you touch the uh the blinking star, you turn off fucking, you know, a hundred miles an hour and the music goes yeah. really fast. So yeah, he pulls out a magic star, right? A blinking star, and he starts going a hundred miles an hour, right? And he's like, Well shit, I'm ready for fuck, if we ain't going back to that one, I'm ready to go to the next one. I'm like, No, dude, it's four o'clock in the morning. You gotta fucking Airplane. You got catch catch. Five. Okay, this is the last day of the show. Then this is yeah, this is Sunday yeah. night. Yeah. So I throw him back in the car. I'm like, nah, bro. Night's over. You're not going back to pick up that girl. Fuck her. Um, I'm taking you home. So I take him home. Then he's in reflection mode. Then then he starts telling me about like himself and you know some 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 family stuff and kind of like some some shit you, that only another artist would understand when it comes to like family and the sacrifices we make. And you know, right. I mean, like you said, hey, now he starts getting listen. worried about what you just saw too, because he's with somebody. All of that, bro. Uh, this story, he's got family, that, but kind of, kind of, but not sort of. So I gave him my little <laughs> opinion or advice on what he was kind of asking about or mentioning, and he was like, oh, you know what? He's like, bro, that's that's you know, like you're a cool dude, like you know, you could have fucking you know had me out there going off the deep end, but I didn't. I was like, yeah, I, I know you don't fucking like me right now, but you will appreciate me later. When you're like, when you're sober, you're going to be like, oh, that dude kind of did save me, even though I didn't know who the fuck he was and he was ruining my vibe. But, uh, right. Yeah. He, Sometimes story, that's, you know, that's why the truth hurts, right? You know, getting the, the fucking truth. Tr- hey, that girl don't like you. She likes your wallet. It, fuck, it, man, it, I hate you so much. <laughs> I still love that bitch, though. <laughs> yeah, How you love bro. that bitch? She just loves your wallet. Yeah, but you're the one that told me. Yo, I'm, I'm so, ma- so mad car. at you for being right. Uh-huh. <laughs> before he got out the car, he like just had the sad face on and shit. He was like, well, I guess I'm not going to be needing this. He was like, here, you can you can take that. And he gave me a fucking ring, right? It was a ring. And that bitch looked like one of those, you know, one of those fake-ass 25-cent rings you get out the bubblegum machine. <laughs> What was he gonna it was, give it to that bitch? Be his wife for the night? No, bro. She gave it to him. That was the hook. 
Oh, my he God. He him with a 25-cent ring is what I'm telling wow. you, dog. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it'll happen. It'll happen. So, you got to be careful with these girls. They get scandalous. Man, a trick, I kept that ring. A trick and a trinket. You still got yeah. it? <laughs> I still got the fucking ring, dog. It was so cheap it didn't even fit his finger then. Bro, it 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 already had like um you know a patina on it like you could tell it was already old and raggedy <laughs> when she gave it to him. Jeez. Right. And what's right. funny is he hit me up like two weeks later, um, and he didn't Why, hit me up on no art shit, bro. He hit me up like, hey, uh, yeah, I got a hold of that girl, you know. I made sure she got home. I was like, what? Bro, he, I would assume he might still be getting played to this day, dog. So, live and learn. Let that be a lesson to every one of you kids out there. That stripper doesn't like you. She likes your wallet. That's the funniest shit you can hear is, I think that stripper likes me. I think she does, too. I think there's an odd, very obvious to the rest of us connection, singularly, just between the two of you. I bet. I bet if you proposed to her right now, she would marry you and quit her job. Hey. <laughs> you guys should get together and build a life because I think there's something special. I think we all see it, man. We all see it for sure. For first sure, off, man. first off, go back in the champagne room, though. Huh? That makes the most sense. Oh yeah. Go to oh, the well. place she takes all her other Johns. That's, there you go. Uh, strip bars okay. have always been one of them weird places. You got to be drunk to walk through it because otherwise, you kind of see everything. You know, you're like, it's dark in here, but I see how crappy it is. I see yeah, Mr. Low. Sober, you notice how fucking, like, shiesty, like, how seedy that shit is, right? Depressing. <laughs> Definitely. And it's really Some no strip place bars for, may for be better. Single, it, there's no hmm. place. It's no place for a single person or a lonely person to be. I'll say that. No, no. Although it is designed for single and lonely people. Indeed. Ironically, it's it's like it's like Vegas. Like gamblers should not go to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, hey, my uh, my a good friend of mine. He's a DJ at a strip club. He said, "Uh, shit, when the shutdown happened, that was when it was like a peak uh a peak season for uh, stripping, man. <laughs> you know, people in cabin fever, they had to get out somehow." Huh. That is funny. <laughs> oh. And at least you can't spread, uh, you know, COVID with the cooch. So there you go. Wear a mask. Six feet long. You got that six feet. It would be funny if all the girls were wearing their G-strings around their mouth instead of their, their, like we're still wearing the G-string. I went to a club right, I went to a strip club right before uh, shutdowns, like, kind of lifted, you know, across the nation. And it was kind of everybody trying to get back to it. Uh-huh. I'm getting the idea that you do go to the club a bit more often. Yeah, so, go on. No, so my thing is, if I'm not visiting my home. So, yeah, I don't go to the strip like, club. It's just I often uh, I often <laughs> go to the strip club. True, true. No, when I do, I got a rule. I'm not going to pay to go in, and I'm not going to buy pay for my drinks. So if I go, that means somebody pays for me to get in, and they're buying my drinks, too. Right. So I I just happen to have a good friend that – They'll uh, keep you up. Yeah, he likes to be out there, and uh, so when he wants me to join and keep him company, I'm like, hey, pay that fee. I guess in some ways, I'm a, uh, a, a prost- I'm prostituting myself, huh? Ah. I just realized that. <laughs> You're the go-between? Like, 
Well, you're the enabler. Money and buy me drinks. I might go out with you. <laughs> you're like the guy that gets the drugs forever. You keep the connections. They got one dude in the hood that they know. You know, what I mean, that they know. <laughs> They're like, we got to go pick up Sonny because Sonny knows where all the drugs are. You know. There you go. Sonny definitely does. <laughs> oh shit! Now I was making up a name. Now I'm thinking, forget it. No, Sonny. No, <laughs> that was just the inside joke. <laughs> oh, well, I I think what time is it? I think I've been yeah. on this phone call for a minute, brother. Uh, yeah, I think, I think I've stayed too long work. and said too much. They gave me a a, a, a sign off. And that seems to be it. Sounds Back good, man. I had a great time, bro. Three hours and fifty minutes. Yeah, it's awesome. Fuck yeah. Listen to us go. Well, I look forward <laughs> right to doing up. it again. It's great talking with you, Da Vinci. Um, give me something, though. Let's let's post or plug. If anybody made it this long, they, they're going to want to look at your work, too, and stuff. So what's your Instagram yeah. and all that? I should have done that at the beginning. I think Candy will right. tag it, though. Oh, right, we'll, we'll work. We'll get the formula together. It's uh, well, Instagram mm-hmm. is at Danny underscore Da Vinci underscore tattoos. Go check me out or just look me up on Facebook, Danny Da Vinci. And see him in the travels of Kyle Dunbar because he's on the circuit with us, and I hope to take this podcast a bit to the show. So I want to be doing this a little bit late night, you know. I want to try and get some people together with some microphones and just, you know, the, the kind of fun shit that we have. I want to capture that. But yeah, that until then... I've said too. I've stayed too long, and I've said too much, and now I gotta go. Take care, brother. Holla.